We could be facing the end of the Antifa riots, although for the most part, they've kind of stopped in Portland. And many people are asking why you can go in two directions with it. Donald Trump. Well, you can go in a bunch of different directions, but I go in the direction of Donald Trump has solved the problem. OSP got deputized. All of a sudden, these people are facing federal charges and they're gone. Other people think Antifa is roaming about setting fires to the brush where there was one leftist guy who did. He got arrested for it. We don't, we're assuming he did because he got arrested for it and the cops said they caught him. But I don't know about all that. But Bill Barr apparently has another solution to ending the Antifa problem, and it's charging them with sedition. I wonder if people know what that means. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, it basically means there's a conspiracy to attack government agents or officials that pose an imminent danger, essentially insurrection, trying to overthrow the government. And uh, I mean, they, they kind of are doing that. So I don't know. This one's kind of weird. And we got we, so uh, anyway, we got this story. It is going to be an Antifa Palooza, man. We got crazy stories, all this craziness, crime skyrocketing in Minneapolis. And now all of a sudden the city council is all angry, like my constituents are outraged at the crime. And it's like, yo, you <laughs> voted to abolish the police outright. You got no grounds for complaint. We also got a very sympathetic piece from BuzzFeed about these sad Black Lives Matter protesters who were throwing Molotov cocktails and are now facing life in prison. But in the in and then, uh, of course, the other lead story is this man in, in Wisconsin, a mob Black Lives Matter uh, shows up to his house and he brandishes a weapon through his window, points it at him. Cops came and arrested him. The police have issued a statement. Apparently, he was drunk at the time, but there's still a whole lot of questions about whether or not you have a right to defend yourself because this, these, many of these people had previously gone to other homes harassing people. One house was set on fire twice, basically destroying the whole thing. And apparently, two 14-year-olds got shot during this unrest, whatever you want to call it. So if that dude lives in this community, and he knows that, and a mob shows up, I have to imagine he's probably going to be like, I'm not playing around. I got a gun. Well, now he's in jail and everyone danced around his house. So sedition will be an interesting charge. Tonight on the Timcast IRL podcast, I'm hanging out with uh, some friends. We got, of course, Sour Patch Lids, who most of you know. Hello. And uh, hanging out with Ian as well. Hey, what up? Ian's chilling. There's Yo. Ian. We're chilling. We're going we're gonna to talk about these things because Ian immediately was like, uh, he started going on this like pro Antifa rant and he was like, Antifa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Build it up, Tim. That's it right. up. <laughs> he was like, Antifa's the best. And I was like, how dare you? I've been in very my home. I've been playing contrary a little bit just because I like the debate. So well, it's good. I'll, it's I'll good. give you the other side if I can. Yeah, we're, we're having a conversation. So uh, one of the other stories we have is about Andy No, a journalist who has been publishing public records on arrests of many of these Antifa people. And Ian was you know, sort of challenging it. And we had a conversation about it. And I think it'll be interesting for, uh, you know, we'll, 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 uh, we'll dig into these things. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, especially in regards to Andy posting, like, so people would get arrested and then he'd post their mug shots right away. And I was like, is that like... It's legal, I know, but is it is it the wrong thing to do? Because if they turn out to be innocent and he's basically slandered, ruined, not slandered, he's but not. ruined their lives, it's kind of like printing a fake news article and then a printing a retraction the next day. Nope, I disagree. You're wrong. Okay, tell You're me why. Wrong. Give it to me. We will. We will get into oh, it. We'll get into it. it. We'll get into it. All right. We got to talk about the, we got to talk about the first story. And the question is: Is Antifa trying to overthrow the government, and should they be charged with sedition? Hmm. So let's just, uh, we'll jump into the first story. Before we do, make sure you smash that like button. Oh, absolutely crush that thing. And uh, get in your super chats. We'll read as many as we can around like 9.30 or so. So we'll take your questions. And uh, so, so load them up throughout the show. And uh, uh, subscribe. Hit the notification bell. And we're live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. 
Check out this first story from the Wall Street Journal. Barr tells prosecutors to consider charging violent protesters with sedition. I love this. I actually looked up what sedition was, and there have been different sedition acts implemented in the U.S., and I think the, uh, the past several iterations have been unconstitutional. They've been repealed. To bring a sedition case, prosecutors would have to prove there was a conspiracy to attack government agents or officials that posed an imminent danger. They say Attorney General William Barr told the nation's federal prosecutors to begin aggressive, to be aggressive when charging violent demonstrators with crimes, including potentially prosecuting them for plotting to overthrow the U.S. government. People familiar with the conversation said in a conference call with U.S. attorneys across the country last week, Mr. Barr warned that sometimes violent demonstrations across the U.S. could worsen as the November uh, that some sometimes they could worsen as November presidential election approaches. He encouraged the prosecutors to seek a number of federal charges, including under a rarely used sedition law, even when state charges could apply. The call underscores the priority Mr. Barr has given to prosecuting crimes connected to violence during months of protests against racial injustice, leading to major property damage. As President Trump has made a broader crackdown on the violence and property destruction a key campaign issue, U.S. attorneys have broad discretion in what charges they bring. Federal prosecutors have charged more than 200 people with violent crimes related to the protests, most of whom face counts of arson, assaulting federal officers, gun crimes. FBI officials earlier this year described the perpetrators as largely opportunistic individuals taking advantage of the protests. In more recent months, police officials say they are alarmed by the presence of armed fringe groups from both sides of the political spectrum. Mr. Barr has blamed much of the violence on leftist extremists, including Antifa, a loose network of uh, groups and people that describe themselves as opposing fascism and which Mr. Barr has described as a movement advocating revolution. Mr. Barr is not wrong. They quite literally carry signs that read revolution, nothing less. And what was the what, what did you say to me? What kind of revolution? They want an economic <laughs> revolution. Is it an industrial revolution? I mean, uh, I think they want a political revolution. But they, think is the key word there. They, they, well, in what context are they saying revolution? There is no context. They, yeah, there is. They're marching around saying burn it down and throwing bricks at cops. So now there's context. Yeah, they're throwing bricks at cops and screaming revolution. So okay, they're targeting. Maybe they want a violent political revolution. If that's the case, yeah, then that's that's what we got to you know, prevent. You know what I think, man? I don't think they actually want anything. So one of, one of the other stories we, we, we were talking about is what's going on with Andy No, And uh, there's a story written by Willamette. Willamette? Yeah, Willamette. Willamette. I've been pronouncing it wrong, apparently. Welcome to the new world. Willamette Week. And they highlight these two Antifa people who were like, every day they put on their protest outfits and they go out together and the, you know, the, the, the boyfriend is the drum on the, on the front line playing drums, so he wears a bulletproof vest and she's a medic, so she puts on her medic gear. And I'm like, just play D&D. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm going to be the medic today. Okay, Dungeons and Dragons is right there, you know? Yeah. And then playing a game. And then make a video, you know, talking about your beliefs and get 60,000 subscribers and change the world that way. I don't know. They're not even trying to change the world. I mean, you got to get your fantasy out. I agree. You got a game or do something to get your fantasy out. But they really want to change the world. Otherwise, they wouldn't be out there. I'll take some pool noodles. I will slide them over a mop. And you can whack each other all day and night with it while screaming that you're, you know, don't hit me. I'm the medic. I'm the medic. You're cheating. You're cheating. You can and still you hit the medic. Of, you can still hit the you medic. You got to go for the medic first, actually. <laughs> I guess. Okay. So anyway, we, we, we can definitely talk about that. But I guess the question is sedition. Too far? Not far enough? Doesn't go too far enough, I it think. It doesn't go too far too enough. Too far enough. Um, 
Okay, sedition means that they're 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 conspiring, and I think I guess. yesterday we talked about that, and I think that they are conspiring. Like, so, the definition that I have for sedition is just conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against authority of the state or a monarch. And to me, that's basically exactly what they're doing. Like, how else would you describe marching in the street with signs and throwing bricks literally at cops and at federal officers? That is the embodiment of the state right in front of you. I mean, they're straight up saying they want to burn it all down. You guys are in reading about it a lot more than I am. I'm not getting um, an organized desire, like command to destroy the U.S. government or, at all. I'm just getting more of a violent anger and lashing out. Maybe for regular people, but they're, it's being weaponized specifically by extremists who want to destroy. Like, there's a group of far left extremists. They're revolutionary communists. They want to overthrow everything. So they're going and finding anger from people in the community and then using that to, to accomplish their goals. So if regular people might just get charged with some state level charge, but then you'll end up with the actual organizers getting charged with sedition. Maybe that makes sense. That might make a lot more sense. I would hate to see like frontline people that don't realize what they're involved in to get start getting charged with sedition. Yeah, stupid people, but that's 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 most of them. Wow. I think I think this is why they keep using the term anarchist, which you obviously vehemently disagree with. Oh yeah. Cuz they they just want to destroy. They don't actually have a, a program that they're trying to put into place cuz we talk about them like wanting power and wanting communism, but I think you're right. I think they don't even want that. They just want sedition. to destroy stuff. So well, anyway, look, I lo I looked up sedition, and the crazy thing is, so I I didn't know this. There were, there were originally 17 amendments proposed, articles proposed for the first Bill of Rights. And then it got, uh, like, that, they, like they, they, they winded it down to condense it down to two. Oh, I'm sorry, two. They condensed it down to, to uh, 12 and then got rid of two, the first two. And it's actually really funny. But we've actually had multiple instances of the Sedition Act. So the first one, President John Adams signed into law in 1798. It set out punishments of up to two years of imprisonment for opposing or resisting any law of the United States Whoa. or writing or publishing, quote, false, scandalous and malicious writing about the president or the Congress. Yikes. Though not the office of the vice president, then occupied by Adams political opponent, Thomas Jefferson. That is like that sounds like just hardcore corruption. You know, that sounds like definitely heavy. The president being like, you can make fun of the guy I don't like, but uh, not me. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you go to jail. Yep. So check this out. This act of Congress was allowed to expire in 1801 after Jefferson's election to the presidency. Jefferson pardoned those still serving sentences and fines were repaid by the government. This law was never repealed, uh, was never appealed to the United States Supreme Court, but opponents claimed it was unconstitutional under the First Amendment. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it is. And then we had another one in 1918. Uh, and I guess this is because of World War One or whatever. We had another Sedition Act. Dude. I'm reading all this stuff. This country used to be way more authoritarian, yeah, especially during world wars. Yeah. Or wars in general. Suspending what didn't, didn't like Abraham Lincoln suspend habeas corpus. I believe he did. Yeah. yeah I've heard he did. that. He I've did. heard that. He sure did. And then and then uh, in World War II, you had uh, the Office of Censorship, which controlled the flow of information into and out of the United States. Jeez. Yeah, man. The Vietnam uh, even the Vietnam conscription era was terrifying terrifying yeah. I, I used to live and be like i hope i'm 27 before anything goes crazy man <laughs> i hope i'm 35 because it's still the draft still exists yeah it's just uh well now it's all the all all volunteer they don't necessarily need to need need to draft anybody but here's the craziest thing so i'm we're, we're going to segue from bill Barr and the sedition stuff into these these uh, antifa facing life in prison but i got to highlight something that i find uh, uh really really interesting so the uh, the uh the uh, in, oh, 
1798, I got it. There it is. In 1798, there were 17 articles approved by the House. This is for the Bill of Rights, right? And then eventually we, we ended up in, uh, in September with 12. The first two didn't make it. The first one had to do with like, you can't change the salaries of representatives or something, whatever. The first one was supposed to set the amount of representatives existed. So the idea was that for every 30,000 people in the U.S., you'd get one representative. Could you imagine how many how, people in the House you would have? We'd have so many. We'd have like four. What do we measure? Like 7,000 or four? If it was 4, for every 30,000, yeah. like it would be like 10,000. Dude. But it, okay, so this 10. makes sense because <laughs> in order to represent people, you need a small group. Because one person can't represent seventy thousand people accurately. Yeah. I can't. Like I was saying, I can't even represent you accurately. If I had to be like, okay, I'm speaking for Tim today, I could only do a little, pretty good, accurate. Now but, imagine doing well. well yeah, so imagine ten people that all had different opinions or had somewhat different opinions. I got, and then now a thousand. So I can see why they wanted to limit it to three thousand or whatever. But then, so what do we have? Six thousand, thirty thousand? Do we have six thousand representatives, or is it just so, a well, f- so flawed system? They didn't. I don't think they predicted how many people were going to live in this country. And that was the, that was it. They were like, eh. So they said, eventually, it will be no more than one for every 50,000, which would have brought us to, in 2010, 6,563 members of the House. Whoa. You would need, like, a stadium for that. You need representatives for the representatives. Yeah. Yeah, Al- Well, almost. You're getting close so to it. So ineffective. Yeah. yeah. So ultimately, this is still pending before Congress, I guess. But the, the the laws of for like the Sedition Act of 1918 and whatever, it's uh, oh here we go seditious conspiracy. So this is what I think they're specifically re- referring to: if two or more persons in any state or territory or in any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States, or to levy war against them, or to oppose by force the authority thereof, or by force to prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of any law of the United States or by force to seize, take, possess any property of the United States contrary to the authority thereof. They shall each be fined or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. Oh, and there it is. For a seditious conspiracy charge to be effected, a crime need only be planned. It need not be actually attempted. Whoa. According to Andre Torres and Jose, Jose E. Velasquez, the accusation of seditious conspiracy is of political nature and was used almost exclusively against Puerto Rican independent independentistas in the 12th in the 20th century not 12th 20th however the act was also used in the 20th century against communists wow the united freedom front neo-nazis and terrorists such as the provisional ira in massachusetts and omar abdel rahman well i think that actually makes sense i mean when you look at antifa attacking the federal courthouse in portland they they were planning this they were putting weapons there was like a backpack found with with commercial grade fireworks explosives bullets and there was one uh, magazines were found with like red paint on them. So uh, sounds like they were organized and planning for a siege on a federal building. Yeah, they and they were trying to break into it. Dude, that's it. That's what this law is for. Preventing they, that. So they were trying to break in. But can they prove the people were planning to break in specifically to I mean, like they specifically went to the federal building to destroy the to, to harm and no, blow up the federal building. There's they a to set it on fire. There's a video of them trying to cut through the chains with like welding tools to like get in the building. Now, the question, I guess one question is, is it a political movement, this Antifa thing? Or is it just like a, a lash out against fascism? And, and it's they what's, just what's fascism? Ex- yeah. We, like we, look, corporate look, government listen. collusion. The reason why I wanted to go through these past edition laws is to make the point we are so much more free today than back then. It's like maybe that's maybe that's the problem. 
we've actually become so free. These people are running around unchecked, unopposed. And like we were saying, World War II, maybe those laws actually helped us win the war. Like it was crazy lockdown martial law, but we won the war and we didn't have German spies sending information out of the country as far as we know. I mean, that's a big challenge in freedom versus security. Authoritarianism can be efficient in the short term because it allows you to execute very quick decisions and moves. But in the long term, it completely destabilizes a civilization because one individual can't accurately plan a long term economy and they can't uh, they can't accommodate everybody's desires. So if we could turn something on and then automatically have sunset clause, like turn no on some way. authoritarian move and then well, have it disappear after two years. I'm, I'm wary of any kind of emergency powers. You know, you look at what's going on in Michigan. Governor Whitmer had there's there's now 400,000 signatures to strip the governor of Michigan of of her emerg- of the existing governorship's emergency powers because how she's how, how the governor today has abused them. They won't give it up. And the, the craziest thing is Whitmer. She's she's the Democrat in Michigan who's, you know, locking everything down. And she's she's nuts. She's basically telling people she's straight up telling people, don't sign this. Don't repeal my power. Do you think it would be more effective to get her out of office or to repeal the repeal power the of power. the office? Get the power out of there. So you don't like it's ex- author- executive action. Executive authority makes you nervous too much. Yeah, too much. We need it. We need a good amount. This is not this is too much. You, you look at how she's abused people. And and uh, shut down like tiny barber shops run by like little old men. Yeah, dude. One yeah, person should power. not have that kind of power when it comes nope. to state law. And so anybody who tells me, do like I listen. If I if I go to you and say we got four hundred thousand people who say you have too much power, and they go no, and then they're like I am the Senate, and like that, and then fly at me with their saber out. That's yeah, a, that person's got to go. That's a Robin Hood villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just that's Sith it. villain. That's that's the sheriff. <laughs> that's literally Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if, if, if they come in and they say it's time for you, for you to give up your emergency powers, they should be like, okay. Or at least strip it for temporarily. No, I mean, look, it's an emergency power. It's supposed to be temporary. We, we, are, we are a country that requires the consent of the governed for the government to exist. There should never be a point where the governor is like, do not take my power from me. Right, <laughs> right. You, you defer to your populace. Yeah, 400,000 people say we've signed signatures for this. My response would be like, can we do a referendum? Can we like put it on a ballot and then have everyone go and they can say yes or no? And then because emergency powers can work if you need to move quickly. If you're like, whoa, we got a major disaster. I need to be able to move faster than a council can to protect the people. So, Barr, do you like this emergency, this uh, sedition concept? Man, that's tough. Um, I feel like Antifa, if there was a line of like, so first of all, they're criminals. That's not even a question. You go out and you do these things, you organize the stuff, you're, you're committing crimes. Some of them. Some people may identify as Antifa and not be committing any crimes. No, no, no. I'm specifically referring to them who go, go out in Portland. And I would even go as far to say, if you are out there and you watch someone throw an explosive and you stay, hmm. you're helping them. Whoa, dude, that's risky. Wait, wait, wait so you mean, you mean if, let me put it this way. Let's 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 ref- throwing an explosive is a very serious crime. I mean, right? if I don't report a crime, I think that's cr- I didn't a say, crime I didn't, of me. I, I didn't say you had to report anything. Is it legal? So if I see you, if I'm out walking my dog and I see you throw a firebomb into someone's house and I don't report that, is it is that illegal of no. me? Am I under? I don't. I I think there may be some jurisdictions that it would have some, but I think for the most part, no. You so, just run so and. Like, what if I just stood there and watched? Nothing. Exactly. It's not no, illegal no, no, to no, stay no, no, and no, no. watch. These people are linking arms. And they're standing in front of everyone. Oh, well, that's different. But that's what they're all doing. Some people leave. I'm not talking about those people. So if, you, if, you're at, if you're at one of these events and you're holding a shield or 
You're standing there side by side and people are standing next to you throwing things and you know it like Ted Wheeler was out there, the mayor of Portland throwing explosives. The way I I describe it is this. Throwing an explosive is a very, very serious crime. You could blow someone's hand off like one cop got hit in the leg and had to be brought into the hospital for like an emergency uh, you know, medical treatment. I don't know exactly what happened with that. But we saw the photos of cops with like their skin burned off from the explosions and stuff like that. I'd argue throwing an explosive at someone is probably worse than robbing a bank. Robbing a bank is a coercive demand. So I'll put it this way. If one of these Antifa guys walks into a bank, and and, uh, imagine it this way. An Antifa guy goes, hey, everybody, we're all going to go inside this bank and we're going to we're going to protest the one percent. And you said, "Okay." you walked in and you're standing next to him and then he raises a gun and then he says, give me all your money now. And you go, this is great. And you're standing in front of him while it's going down. Aren't you an accomplice? A betting? At that point, yeah. But if I if it's on the street, you're across the street and you're throwing a firebomb and I'm 30 feet away from you, dressed like you. But I'm not talk- mm. I'm not necessarily part of that. All right, let's try again. Let's say this Antifa guy says, hey, everybody, we're going to go to a bank and we're going to protest the 1% by all wearing the same masks. And then you say, OK, and you go in the bank and, and one guy with a mask raises a gun and says, anybody move? You're going to get busted at that point. You're helping you're, them. You're conspiring, whether you meant to or not. Yeah. So there's, there is a fine line between how do we deal with those who have chosen to stay and stand side by side with those who are laying siege to a federal building to break in and cause damage and those who thought they were going to a peaceful protest and say, I got to get out of here. And sometimes you'll go. They'll be burning a building. You don't even know it a block away because you don't see it. And then but you're complicit because you dress like them and you didn't run. But I got I got to add. I, you'd think after 90 plus days, what, what's what's the line after 10 days of them laying siege to a courthouse and you decide to go? Well, put it this way. Someone's robbing a bank every Friday and you're like, I'm going to go next Friday and, and see what's going on. Dude, if, like, <laughs> yeah, no, if they're sieging federal property they're They should go to jail. They should be so, taken off the street. So all of these moms, the mom block or whatever, where they're all linking arms and shielding Antifa as they throw explosives. Yeah, man, I think that crosses the line. Now, sedition, I don't know. They're not organizing. They're just being dumb. But are they organizing? We don't the, know. The wall of moms? I mean, they coordinated their outfits. Yeah, are they on Telegram chat? Are they in Facebook, like, like encrypted chats where they're all like getting funded and I there's would, no way yes. to know? Well, there is. I mean... I'm sure the government has ways of tracking their communications to varying degrees. But if they all show up wearing yellow with mom written on their chests, someone told them what to do and they did it. Right. So there's a line, right? That's what I'm saying. Those people might get some kind of charge. Like when people start throwing explosives and then a month later, you come down and shield them. Okay. We have to assume we, we can, we can, we're not going to give you the, the benefit of the doubt. I'm no, going to assume you must have known. However, I don't think necessarily you can charge them with a crime proving they, they knew, but you don't give them the benefit of the doubt. So after the explosives are thrown, if they remain, then some, you know, light, lower tier charge. The people who run and say, I don't have anything to do with this. Thank you for leaving because these people are disrupting this. Please point out the extremists will arrest them and then you can maintain your peaceful protest. Because once they started arresting these people, everything cleared up. I noticed that. Everything cleared up. And they did a dance party and they got their peaceful protest. And then all of a sudden... It's gone. Dude, I wanted Trump to send in the National Guard like right away. Day yeah. two. But could you imagine what the states would have done? It would have been chaos. I'm glad. It, I mean, I, I, I'm i naive, but that's what I would have done if I was the president. I would have said that to my advisors, like, let's send them in. And he probably did, I bet too. He did. Yeah. And they were probably like the mayor, the governor, 
the a- the state AG, they are going to get everyone in opposition to you. You are going to have business owners protesting you. It would be it would be total total chaos. And he said can't at it. the town hall last night, he, he mentioned the National Guard again. They were like, yeah. how would you have? And he was like, I would have set the National Guard in. But he was telling the governors to call in the National Guard. What he was saying was, I have the, the, the availability. Just let me know. Because then it would be up to them. Yeah, well, they the didn't do it. But Trump shut it down. So let's 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 do this. I want to sh- I want to show you. I want to I want to go through how this all ended. And uh, there's there was an interesting story I saw from Zero Hedge. Zero Hedge writes, "The Portland riots just stopped. Why? Now I know some people like Zero Hedge. They're not considered to be a credible outlet by NewsGuard, and just like really bad across the board. Hmm. I don't ever really read Zero Hedge or know much about them, but I can tell you that this article is insinuating." That around the same time the protest, the riots were stopping in Portland, many of these people were, or not, not, not these people, many, many similar people were seen near these areas where brush fires were starting. Oh. And it, and it kind of plays into like, are they perhaps starting brush fires? There is a photo of people wearing firefighter gear holding up an Antifa flag. Oh. So it's all weird. But I think there's a much, much easier way to explain why this all stopped. And I think it's because Donald Trump stopped it. That's a big part of it. And that's very simple. So here's, here's what uh, Tyler Durden writes. I guess like every article is by Tyler Durden. How could this not be NewsGuard when Tyler Durden's writing <laughs> no, all the articles? Of course, of course, <laughs> of course. Sense. So uh, this is what they write. Since May 29th, Portland has been the backdrop of more than 100 nights of Antifa, Anarchist, and Black Lives Matter, Inc. terroristic riots. They set fires, looted, and intimidated people by threatening to burn them alive in their homes. But after the millions of dollars of destruction, criminality and thuggery is stopped last week. Poof. Why? I certainly don't want to tempt these thugs, but it can't go without saying that Portland's 100 plus days of riots appeared to end after Wednesday, September 9th. That was the last time the Portland Police Bureau warned about protesters with this tweet saying Southwest Jefferson to Southwest Salmon from Southwest First to Southwest Broadway is closed to pedestrians, but open for vehicular traffic. All people must leave the area to the West now. Chapman and Lounsdale squares are now closed. That's just local jargon, sure. But that was what they said. The usual live streamers decamped to other riots and fires. By September 10th, the overworked cops from Portland Police Bureau were offered out to assist other agencies. Suddenly, instead of being required to work the riot riot lines, they were free. Why? On September 7th to the morning of the 8th, the Pacific Northwest experienced a major wind event. Winds gusted through Oregon and Washington at more than 60 miles per hour. Fires that had been allowed to crackle along, such as the Beachy Fire, flared up. Power lines were down. The fires kicked up. And then came the reports. Clackamas County Sheriff officials reported that people had seen Antifa Antifa protester types reportedly stashing gas cans, looting, and looking ridiculously out of place. They were taking pictures and giving locals grief for, for trying to keep them out of closed neighborhoods. Locals wondered if there was a connection between the fires and the sightings of these folks. BLM was seen there. The original BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, not the group that Mm. borrowed the acronym. Now, I want to point out, there was one guy who was uh, described by Cairo 7 local news as being a frequent uh, visitor of uh, defund the police protests. This guy got arrested. The police said he was trying to set a fire. That's the one guy we have. There's been a bunch of other crazy looking people and I, I feel like I have an answer to why people thought that was the case. Why were they seeing these Antifa types that were out of place? Well, it's because these are, the, are, the, are, are many of the crazies who Antifa preys upon. The organizers seek out these unwell people, give them a grievance, and then rally them to go cause destruction. 
because idle hands are the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. These people have nothing to do. So when these people have nothing to do and the organizers are, are gone, what do they do? They run amok. I don't think these people starting fires are uh, far leftists for the most part. I don't think they're intentionally like it's an Antifa conspiracy. I think the, accusa- the insinuations through this are leading in the wrong direction. They don't actually say that Antifa was causing this. However, they go on to uh, Kath- uh, Catherine Herridge mentions this DHS leaked uh, uh, email that says this was written, written on day 60 of the Portland riots that Antifa is organized, not opportunistic. They know what they're doing. So then this, this is how Zero Hedge ends. They're organized, share the same tactics and talk to each other. Why are they so quiet right now? Oregonians might well wonder that these threat actors are doing their arsons in the tinder dry woodlands of the state instead of nearby downtown Portland. The riots have stopped. Did they go to San Francisco or Lancaster, Pennsylvania to raise hell? Did they stop because of the smoky skies and air quality numbers that are off the charts? It seems unlikely that a group that spawned a murderer, multiple arsonists and police assaulters would be dissuaded by smoky quality air. Is it because the media are busy covering the wildfires and there's nothing in rioting for the terrorists? Or is it because of something else? The riots are over for now. Why? Actually, I actually have a very, very simple answer. For, for First, many of the fires, there, there's, there's a ton of fires. Many of them were, was arson. Not the bigger ones, but people have been arrested for arson. They're not Black Lives Matter. But let's go back in time. GDC statement on recent visits to defendants by the FBI, September 4th, 2020. We have confirmed reports of the Federal Bureau of Investigation visiting people's homes in the last week or so. The result of some of these visits is that people with state charges, whether they have been no complaint or not, are being arrested by the FBI for federal charges of a similar nature. Below are some of the steps to take, uh, some of the steps to dealing with an FBI visit. Now, I got to admit, that's really good advice they give. Like, you know, don't talk to the police, ask for a lawyer, don't lie. It's all very basic stuff. They say if you were arrested on state charges, interfering with a peace officer, unlawful direct laser, anything like this, you may want to take some preventative measures in case you are visited and or arrested by federal law enforcement. Some steps to take are below. And I don't care about that part. And let's go back in time a little bit further. September 1st, deputized troopers may snarl Multco's protest prosecution plans. Move seemingly overrides Multnomah County's district attorney's limited prosecution approach. Mic drop. There it is. Trump solved the problem. Yep. Wow. That's why the riots have stopped. And all, it could be a combination. So Trump goes in, deputizes the cops. They send it off to the feds. The feds start busting the figureheads or the, the real Boom. dangerous people. And then the rest of them are like, let's get out of town because the feds are coming. So they scramble to the to the woods and start lighting fires. I don't, no, no, no. I don't think that. I think when the when the key organizers got got snatched up by the feds because the the was it Portland what is it what is it, what, is it, what do they call themselves the uh, General Defense Committee they said the feds are coming door to door and you're getting federal charges similar to your state charges they grabbed the organizers organizers are gone now the crazy people who were preyed upon by Antifa to be used as useful idiots to throw explosives like that one dude. You, you remember that guy with the shield and he was guarding naked Athena or whatever her name no. was? There was that nude woman and this young guy was like shielding her. Another video came out where someone hands him an explosive and then he throws it at the building. It goes off. He got charged for it. They don't know who gave it to him. He said some guy gave it to him, told him it was like a spinner. It'll go wing and fly in the air. Nope. It was a bomb. That guy got in trouble. The, the, the dude who gave him the bomb, I can only imagine must have gotten arrested or once the Fed started going in and arresting these people at their homes, the other organizers said the jig is up and they bolted 
and they're gone. That leaves all of these deranged and unwell people scattered. Many of the actual far leftists probably started preparing for the siege on the White House on September 17th. Many, uh, uh, many of them probably got scared, stay home, lock their door, and they're, or they're hiding at their friend's house. Many of them are in jail right now being held by feds and probably will never be released. And then all of the crazy people who were wandering around bored and screaming because they're literally unwell, wandered off and started starting fires. That makes a lot of sense. That's my theory. Um, I, I, I Look, I think that would require looking at some of these crazies who have started fires and seeing if they were at any of these yeah, protests. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's an assumption. It's, 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 it's a you, safe assumption with a lot of moving parts. But, you know, it may not be the Pete crazies. The fires might be unrelated. But I think well, that's definitely the first part of what you said is extremely accurate. There are arsonists starting fires. 100%. And, and one of them was a Black Lives Matter leftist. Now, we should be able to easily prove whether or not many of these other people were at some of these protests. But I guess if they weren't arrested, we wouldn't know. But what happens when you have people who are throwing firebombs at Seattle and Portland police departments, and now the organizers are gone? No one's giving them orders and telling them what to do. Right. They go start fires somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, some these people were starting fires all over the place at, at the Portland police. I mean, this is the best theory I can I can come up with. So the riot stopped, and it's very simple. Donald Trump stopped them. Hmm. You know, it was, a, it was a team effort, but yeah, he was leading the team. Well, I'll put it this way. The buck stops with him. He said, we're going to deal with this. He appointed, he's got his appointees for, through the DHS and other organizations, and they took action, and they were smart, and they did it right. We'll see what comes up. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Dude. Tomorrow night's the White House siege. Oh, wow. It's the, the nonviolent siege so in the White House. For have they days. deputized any other city's cops? Uh, not that I know of. That is such a cool idea. I mean, it's kind of worrying. So, Why? so we're, uh, well, the, the, the feds are supposed to operate within federal jurisdiction. They're supposed to, like, the, the FBI deals with specific crimes pertaining to, you know, interstate commerce kind of things, or like a murderer crossing state lines. Many of these people aren't from Portland. So the FBI would have jurisdiction. But now, because localities are not actually dealing with these criminals, the feds are asserting some kind of warped jurisdiction to put an end to it. I don't like it. I don't like it because, well, I do like that they're ending the riots. I do think that is it. I think Trump was like, how can we do this without going in? And they said, we can deputize the state police. The DHS was like, get it done. And I'm sure Trump knew. I'd be willing to bet he did. It's a brilliant idea. I'm not saying it was his idea, but I'm sure they were like, look, we can do this. There may be a legal challenge, but who wants to be the person right now to sue the feds on behalf of Antifa? The Democrats have defended Antifa to an absurd degree, but right now they know it's a vulnerability. So they can't be seen as being sympathetic and protecting, protecting them right now. I'm, the cat wants Bucko. I, see, I got Bucko a bowl of water because he keeps drinking my water, but now he wants he my water. He doesn't want the bowl. <laughs> your bowl. He's not satisfied. Now he's taking yours, huh? Oh, you can have it. So anyway, <laughs> come here. There you go, man. You cut. What, what did you call it the other day? Cutting the head off the snake. Yeah, yeah. And slice uh, it off. It doesn't always work because no. sometimes if it's the system that's the problem, cutting the head off, it'll just grow a new head. Yeah, it looks like it was top down. Should we should we talk about how the media is sympathetic to the extremists? Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Check this one out. Oh. From BuzzFeed, these two lawyers face up to life in prison for allegedly burning an empty cop car. The federal case against the lawyers, Colin Mattis. And uh, Uruj Rahman is a stark example of how the Trump administration is cracking down on Black Lives Matter protesters. What? They made uh, several mistakes <laughs> writing this article. 
Oh, tell me. So the first thing they said is, we admit it. This is Black Lives Matter. Hmm. Done. Every every statement of support, every every banner at every football field, every knee bent on the field is now represented by two people who are giving out and throwing Molotov cocktails. Whoa. That was a mistake. Antifa separated Black Lives Matter from the violence, even though I kept saying, we know these people, they're yelling Black Lives Matter. Right, there's a lot of cross-culture going on. So thank you, BuzzFeed, for giving us the facts that these people who are going out and burning everything down are, in fact, representatives of the Black Lives Matter movement. Hmm. And there it is. The other mistake they made was that, I think it was in the tweet, so I wonder if it's included in the article. Yeah, here we go. They go on and bring up how these people are immigrants, 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 immigrants. Hmm. I got a question, BuzzFeed. Why does it matter that these extremist arsonists, uh, these people arrested on charges of uh, being of, of, you know, arson and, and uh, you know, other, I guess, I don't, I don't know what else was charged. We'll, we'll read into it. But what, what, what does their, cri- their crime have to do with them being immigrants? You know what this sounds like to me? What it sounds like? to me like these countries that these people are from are not sending their best. Oh, no. Oh, BuzzFeed, this ties what have you done? Propaganda. Now, yeah, oh, no, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed, are you are you making pro-Trump propaganda oh to say that the children of immigrants are 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 that somehow correlates? Oh, the, man. BuzzFeed, you don't not like Trump, do you? Listen, listen, <laughs> it's an absurd it, it's an absurd notion, but they're trying to garner sympathy by saying they're immigrants being prosecuted. Mm. And instead, they're mm-hmm. saying firebomb arrests and immigrants, which are completely unrelated. They're extremists. It's their political ideology. It has nothing to do with who their parents are. Right. I'm sure, in fact, their parents worked very, very hard to get here and are probably very upset with them. Let's read a little bit of this and see what they have to say, because the tweet they put out, it all seems so sympathetic to these poor Black Lives Matter supporters, protesters, who uh, there's, there's a photo of them in a car holding Molotovs. Oh, wow. I mean, it, like, it looks like them. I'll put it that way. I got to be very careful because we're dealing with the you know, innocent until proven guilty and all that stuff. The NY, here's what BuzzFeed writes. The NYPD van on a Brooklyn street was banged up and empty, a battered steel shell with shattered windows and a mask of spray paint shortly before 1 a.m. On Saturday, May 30th, the fourth straight night of nationwide protests against police brutality, a Molotov cocktail set it ablaze. A surveillance camera perched outside the NYPD's 88th precinct down the block captured the incident, including a tan town and country minivan at the scene. Around 10 minutes later, officers pulled over a vehicle fitting that description. Colin Ford Mattis, 32, was at the wheel, and Aruj Rahman, 31, was in the passenger seat. Officers found a lighter, a tank of gasoline, and a bottle stuffed with toilet paper in the back seat. Rahman and Mattis were handcuffed and transported into holding cells at the NYPD headquarters. Two of 23 people arrested in Brooklyn that night for actions connected to the protests against police brutality. They're facing life in prison, and based on what BuzzFeed just wrote, I kind of think they'll get convicted. So... Mm -hmm. For burning uh, an already blown out van, they're going to get life in prison. Did it, did it say it was already blown out? Yeah, they said their windows were shattered. It was spray painted. It was a husk. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, for throwing I mean, Molotov cocktails. It's still state property. It's not. It's not. It's not about the damage to the vehicle. It's about people driving around with Molotov cocktails and throwing them. Really? I mean, That's what life what, in prison? What if what? It's an act of terrorism. Yeah, they're doing it for a political cause. I don't. You know, I, I don't know. It's an interesting question because I'm not sure I like the idea of crimes on top, like motive crimes. But what if there was somebody, like, in the car? They wouldn't have known. No, that's there, hardcore. It was, it was some other woman, I believe, who threw a Molotov at a car, at, at a van full of... That NYPD. person should get maybe charged with, like, life in prison, I think, for the, trying the, to the, kill a bunch of people. The issue is, 
we like you're going to go out with Molotov cocktails throwing them. It doesn't matter if you were like, don't worry, I'll do my best not to engulf someone in flames. You can charge someone and arrest them, charge them with life in prison or charge them and then, you know, give them life in prison and then let them out also. Yeah, they could they could get parole or something. They change their ways. I mean, 45 years uh, or, or life or whatever they're saying, that's 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 really harsh. But uh, I wonder I wonder if the reason they're doing it is because uh, setting an example. Maybe, dude. Maybe and then maybe they have to. Yeah. Check this out. Check this out. They say the case against Raman and Mattis took a different track because the incident involved an explosive device, a specialized unit of the NYPD officers and FBI agents called the Joint Terrorism Task Force, formed in 1980 to root out threats to national security, spearheaded the investigation. Within hours of the arrest, before Brooklyn prosecutors had even begun writing up charges, FBI agent Kyle Johnson submitted a criminal complaint in federal court and federal prosecutors informed local authorities that the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of New York was taking over the case. No one knew at the time, but this was one of the early moves in a widening federal crackdown against Black Lives Matter protesters across the country. Whoa, 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 whoa. They just made a very big mistake. Oh, another one. Oh, yeah. Antifa's out the window. Mm -hmm. All of this is now overtly Black Lives Matter. Interesting. That's it. It's not Antifa violence. I've been thinking it's Black Lives Matter the whole time. I mean, not the whole time, but... That's it's not it. like they're mostly peaceful. I mean, they're mostly peaceful, but a lot of these protests... Mostly peaceful. Yeah. I, they've just been blending together in my mind. I can't tell which is which. People go out there. They dress in black. Some people have really good intentions, and some people are blowing stuff up, but they're all out there together. Honestly, if you have good intentions, you're completely overruled by the people who just takes a few to have bad intentions to totally guilt by association when you're these, in a crowd like that. Dude, these people are getting locked up forever. Look, I mean, look at this. They say, when it came to Raman and Mattis and the alleged crime of burning an empty and already damaged police vehicle, the U.S. Attorney's Office brought charges so severe they carry a mandatory minimum sentence of 45 years in prison oh, wow. and a maximum of life. A potential punishment, one former federal prosecutor called ridiculous, another called out of hand, and a third described as an extreme tactic to send a message to other protesters. Maybe that's the case. Sending a message. I don't know, man. I'm not a fan of making examples of people, giving individuals harsh penalties so that other people are deterred. No, the crime is on the individual, and the individual should, fa- should face appropriate crime and punishment. But, like, dude, you could argue that we're at, we're at war, right? We're at, I mean, we're at war overseas 100% in Iraq, Afghanistan, um, and this is like a domestic... Like, George Washington would execute... I'm, this is a stories that I've read. I don't know 100% a lot about it, but if, if someone would try and like throw down their weapon and not fight, he'd have them killed. He'd execute them. George Washington? Yeah, commander of a military. If their soldiers start to refuse to fight or do whatever, you have one killed to show the other ones. If you do that, you're going to die. I don't know about that. So, that sounds brutal. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, the troops will stop fighting, and then you lose the war, and everyone dies. Yeah, so, but if you do that, then morale drops to zero. No, that's a way to spark morale, because morale's <laughs> dropping, so you got to whip everyone back into shape. <laughs> that's so, not good morale. Talk about authoritarian. Gonna, have you have you seen the meme? The, beat, the beatings, beatings will continue until morale improves. improves. That's yeah. hilarious. No way, dude. <laughs> well, this is about raising morale, raising morale, the populace having faith in the police and the, in the judicial system. This is sending a message for the election. This, they, they, they want this story from BuzzFeed. The, the, all, of these, all of these law and order types want everyone to know, you go out with Molotovs during a riot, they're going to lock you up forever. Yeah, so man. I'm inclined to agree with Ian here because it's not necessarily about increasing morale for the people, but it's about increasing confidence in the system. 
and in the feds and in the fact that the rule of law yeah. will actually come to fruition, unlike in Portland. And, sh- and showing that the power lies in the government, not you. Right. So when it, when it came to the, the, the Washington, D.C., the White House protest, where they cleared out all the people in front of the White House. You guys remember that? Yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah. Be, and then, then they were like, Trump did it for a photo shoot. And they're like, Trump didn't do it at all, some people said. Yeah. What? No. They were like, Trump didn't do that? I mean, I just saw well, the well, most well, ridiculous. Well, hold on. Hold on. Tr- uh, so the official story is that Trump had nothing to do with the clearing out of the protest. There were two things that happened. There was a time, time frame set on when the protests were going to be cleared out, and Bill Barr said he's the one who told him to clear it out. Trump then did a photo shoot. That's, those are the facts. Okay. So the left is making the assumption Donald Trump ordered it for his photo shoot. Mm, Trump might have had no idea. Okay. Someone might have been like, oh, they're, 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 you know, the protests are, are going to be leaving. And then Trump was like, let's, I don't know. Let's clear him out because the president's Trump, going in. Trump's probably watching Fox News and he's sitting there and, you know, he's eating his McDonald's. And but, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean that direct, in, a, in, a, in a disrespectful manner. He literally does this. And then someone said, oh, Mr. President, your seven o'clock photo shoot uh, in front of the church. Oh, OK. But and, he, and he gets up and walks regardless, out. Regardless, no peaceful protesters were like smoke, smoke grenaded out to get the president in for a photo shoot. No, or they were they were knocked that's, out that's with an some assumption. sort. weren't they weren't they got they were thrown out with some sort of violent dispersal? The, the, tactic. the police dispersed them. Yeah, but it's an assumption that it was for Trump's photo shoot. Okay, just coincided with his photo shoot. That so I, I don't even want to say that because all, all all we can say is what we know. The protest got cleared out. Trump then took a photo shoot in front of a church. The night the, I think it was the night before or the night before that they had set fire to the famous church. Was it St. John's? Saint I think St. John's. It's yeah, that chapel. It's a historic presidential church that you know right across the street. They set fire to it, and uh, Trump doing this photo shoot. I believe there's a good possibility it was an intention. It was intentional. They cleared out the protest so Trump could do this. I can't prove that, and of course the media will claim they can. They say Trump did it for this reason. You don't know what Trump's motive was. He probably had no. He, he, it's possible he had no idea. But uh, I'll tell you what he did. Taking that photo proved to the country if they wanted to, they could snap their fingers and shut the protest down. Yeah, that was the point. He showed two things. The church stands. It was not burned down. And two, when the protesters are here and we say, move, you move. Hmm. That's what that photo shoot meant. So it's more messaging then. Right. So, you know, in this regard, lawyers facing very serious charges is a similar thing. The government is in control, but the rioters it, will not. They succeed. weren't rioting, though. Those people were peaceful. So if you're in a peaceful protest and the government says, we say you move, you move. You don't. What are you supposed to do as a peaceful protester? You move. Because they have the tanks, and then you file a lawsuit again, and That's they're the, the ones that works. are going to do the lawsuit for you, or the ones that perpetrated the crime. No, the police aren't the ones who deal with the lawsuit. Well, it was federal cops, wasn't it? And the lawsuit is your private lawyer going to a court to challenge the executive authority. But the court is under the rule of the same people that no, the courts are an independent branch of the government. Yeah, hypothetically. I mean, sure. But they're supposed to be. Trump, you know, the executive executive appoints judges who then get approved by legislature. So it's supposed to, you know, there's checks and balances. But that's the way you do it. If the if anyone branch steps out of line, then you you, you file a a, a claim. I I don't don't ask me how how it works. If the courts, you appeal the courts, I guess, you know, that's what you do. The court issues a ruling, say I appeal and then it goes to the Supreme Court and stops. But if the if the if the cops do something wrong, you comply. If the cops like there's there's one dude who's arguing for the right. He's an activist in Milwaukee. He argues for the right to physically attack cops to try to arrest you, calling it defense. Uh, oh, that's yeah. Not- he, yeah, he said he said it, it, it was a quote from some site. I'm not familiar with the site, but it was called like Boston Review And this guy said, if if a cop is violating your rights, you have a right to defend yourself from unjust uh, unlawful arrest. 
Well, well, who determines whether the, the arrest is lawful? Because nobody wants to get arrested and nobody thinks they're being legally arrested. They, they always yell things. I have not been read my rights. Therefore, the arrest is illegal. And then what? You're going to swing at a cop? Gonna, yeah, right. No. You know, they, don't, they don't have to read you your rights, dude. So I think, yeah, it's, dude. I, I think it's about messaging. I do. But let's, uh, let's jump into the second, second lead uh, of the story. If you haven't already, make sure you smash the like button. And if you really do like the show, you can share it because sharing is the, is, is the best way to do it. I mean, no joke. If 32,000 people shared this show right now, then we would have 32 million viewers. It's true. And, yes. we, and once we had 32 million viewers, I would say something very profound and important to all the people oh, of, of the world. Oh, I'm excited. 32 million viewers incoming. I would say tweet hashtag Joe must yes. show. <laughs> Joe Biden must join the debate <laughs> with Donald Trump moderated by Joe Rogan. That's the hashtag Joe must show. Crush that like button because if we get to 40,000 views, I'm putting a beanie on. Oh, a beanie. <laughs> oh, oh, just a regular <laughs> Just a regular beanie. Just a regular and I know you want it. Everybody's all right. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> Let's take it to the next level. We got an Antifa. Uh, we got all these Antifa stories going on right now. Check this out. Milwaukee men mobbed by Black Lives Matter activists arrested for trying to defend his home. Now, this is the narrative that went out among many conservative, right-leaning, and anti-SJW type uh, reporters. These Black Lives Matter activists show up in front of this guy's house. They're screaming. They literally have a banner that says Black Lives Matter. They got the big Black Lives Matter fist. And then this guy in his window shows what looks like a shotgun of some sort. And then he, I guess he pumps it and then he like aims out the window. At some point after that, cops show up and arrest him. And all of these people start cheering. We now have an official statement from the police. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to break all this down. Milwaukee police tweeted, Suspect arrested for pointing and aiming a long gun at protesters. They go on to say, on, on Monday, September 14th, and, and this is really weird, they include this weird context that's irrelevant to the crime in question. On Monday, September 14th, 2020, at approximately 4.25 p.m., Milwaukee police responded to a residence located at the 3400 block of North 80th Street regarding a trouble with subject call for service. The suspect threatened to physically harm the victim who is his neighbor, while wielding a chainsaw, hmm. causing the victim to fear for their safety. The suspect, a 56-year-old man from Milwaukee, was arrested for disorderly conduct while armed. Okay, I'm not sure what that has to do with the crime in question now and why they're saying that. Why are they bringing that up? Are they saying that the guy who held the long gun is the guy who threatened the dude with I the chainsaw? I think that's where we're going. It's Let's unclear, read. though, yeah. On Tuesday, September 15th at approximately 521, a PM. Officers were dispatched to a demonstration at the same location where several individuals protested outside the suspect's residence. At approximately 8.30 PM, the officers who were monitoring the protest were notified by a witness that the suspect was inside his residence by a window and that the suspect motioned the long gun as if he chambered around and then pointed the gun at the crowd. The video of the incident was, uh, sub uh, was subsequently, uh, I'm sorry, subsequently broadcasted on several social media, uh, social media outlets. Officers made contact with the suspect and observed that he appeared to be intoxicated. He was subsequently arrested for endangering safety by use of a dangerous weapon while under the influence of an intoxicant. Disorderly conduct while armed and bail jumping. The bail jumping one I don't get. Criminal charges will be referred to the Milwaukee County District Attorney's Office in the upcoming days. The Milwaukee Police Department continues to support the rights of those who choose to peacefully protest. So what do you what do you think? Because I I know a lot more about this, but I want to get your guys' impression before we uh, before I tell you more secrets. Hmm. What do you think? So I think that this guy had every right to take action against people who were mobbing him. I think the police were ridiculously cowardly to just walk up and be like, "I see our problem. We're going to arrest you," and then the crowd will disperse. And the fact that the crowd cheered the police 
uh, there's literally F12 on the back of one of the people in that picture. And she's then cheering for the police. Yeah. That is ideologically inconsistent with what she's supposed to be out there rioting for. Yeah, the, these people who claim to hate the police want to defund the police, called the police, and then cheered when the police did what they wanted. Oh my gosh. What's F12? It, it means F the police. Yeah. Okay, I, my thoughts are the first paragraph where they said the dude had a chainsaw and was threatening his neighbor makes it look like they're trying to make the guy look bad. Right. Yep. For no reason. Unrelated. Just, just to like be like, okay, you're not going to hate this press release. Maybe you'll have sympathy for us. Yep. And then I wonder if it's a stand your ground state. It, it is, it is yeah. a, it, No, no, no. It's a castle doctrine state. Meaning oh, if someone's on your property, are you allowed to shoot them? No. If they're trying to break in. Okay, so they weren't Wisconsin. trying to break in. They're outside on his property yelling at him. And shining lights and playing loud music. Shining lights. So they were, they were uh, is that assault? Shining lights on someone? It's someone? Harassment, maybe. So they're harassing the guy, and he, oh, he responded with, Excessive force, maybe display brandishing a weapon, and, yeah, pointing and he was and he was drunk while he did it, which is another form of crime. They said he appeared to be, or he was intoxicated. No, so some no, sort of drug no. They said he to appeared to be, and and from the from the first part of this press release, it sounds. Here, I'll tell you what I think. I don't know if this guy was drunk. I don't know if he chased somebody with a chainsaw. None of that's on video. It sounds like the police saw a mob of people and said, "Oh no, what do we do?" And they said, and then and then the other cop is like, "There's no way we can deal with this mob." Well, uh, what if we arrest the guy in his house? Yeah. Arrest the guy in the house to appease the mob. We were just talking about this. Yeah, yeah. I talk about it a lot. This is, uh, well, if that's the case, that's bad policing. It's Although they're keep bad policing. So their job is to keep the peace. That's like their main gig. That's the cop's main thing. And, and that means sort it out in the, when the, the mob, afterwards. when the mob comes to your house, you will get arrested, not the criminals. That's so weird. Now, here's the best part. <laughs> one of the main guys who was live streaming this, one of the most prominent activists, had previous uh, has been, uh, according to some reports, organizing parties at uh, uh, alleged racists' homes. They're like going to people's houses and they're, you know, staging protests. This is the guy I was talking about earlier, who believes he has a right, at least according to one outlet, he has a right to defend himself against police physically if they're unlawfully arresting him. Same guy, same activist. Now he was at another major event where some some young girls, like I think they were thirteen and fifteen, went missing. And locals in the community started looking for them. They went to this block where the police had canvassed and found, and the cops found nothing. The cops said it's not a critical missing person's case because it's only been four hours. It's not even been a day. Whoa. So are they really missing? The activists got angry. This guy showed up to a house where someone claimed to, had seen, to have seen the girls. There were about a dozen people already there, and this guy was there as well. The mob started protesting in front of the house, and then it quickly devolved into chaos. According to one story, two 14-year-olds got shot. Gunshots rang out. Police came in and someone set fire to the home. The firefighters put the fire out and left. Someone set fire again. Apparently the firefighters had to come back and put the fire out again. The home was like, like almost, not burned to the ground, but severely damaged. It turns out the girls weren't missing at all. They were just hanging out at a friend's house. So a mob of crazy people showed up to a house, fired guns, shooting two people and almost burning down a home, igniting it twice. For what? Some fringe accusation. Well, that same guy, most, one of the most prominent activists in the community, shows up to this dude's house. He, he probably knows this. He lives in Milwaukee. It was, a, it was a national story when this house got set ablaze. So what, what do you do? You're in your home. This, these same activists show up, the same chance. You had heard the gunshots. The la you heard about the gunshots the last time it happened, people getting shot. And now they're in front of your house screaming at you. What do you do? I would have called the cops. Well, the I cops, was the guy inside. The cops were apparently there monitoring it. 
Um, I still would have called the cops um, and then maybe grabbed the gun. But if he was too high to think that straight, who knows? Why would you assume he's high? Because the well, cops said was, so? Yeah, a bad assumption maybe. But yeah. I would have called the cops first. If there's a mob assembling outside, first thing I would do is notify police so I'm on their side. The cops are going to say it's a peaceful protest and they have a First Amendment right to do so. It's a semi-peaceful. It's a mostly peaceful protest. They're, they're, they're harassing me through my window. And are they allowed to assemble on my property? Yes. They weren't on his property. They were in the street. Oh, well, if they're shining lights on his property, then they're on his property. That's a good point. They were shining lights through his windows then and the, blasting music at him and screaming that, and bullhorning at him. Yeah, then they're infringing on his property. I would say so. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting dilemma because maybe he was trying to deter the people by, by brandishing the weapon. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I mean, maybe he crossed the line. I don't know. What do you think? I don't like vigilante mob justice. I think that how do you police that stuff? Because I mean, I'm asking. Uh, you send in SWA, uh, the, the riot control police so and you, they, you they push them out. So like what, tear gas, batons? Military, mm -hmm. like heavy. It's you know the what, only man? way, pretty much, right? We were talking earlier about how the First Amendment, that was, that was the first article that would, would, uh, was to become the Bill of Rights, talked about how 50,000 people deserved, would, would get one representative in Congress. The founding fathers did not predict that we would have 750,000 people for every one congressperson. They thought it was going to be 50,000. Population growth is massive. So it's really easy to put together laws based on small population mm -hmm. and constitutional rights. And I've talked about how civil disobedience is the line where I think we as a society are comfortable, meaning like you block a road, right? You inconvenience people, nobody gets hurt, you get arrested very quickly, you get a slap on the wrist, go home. But what happens when you have millions of people? Nonviolent civil disobedience can destroy the country. Yeah. And so we're entering a point where the security of the nation is, is, is threatened because there's too many people. So if you had, you know, a, a small town back in the day, and a tiny percentage showed up to protest some guy's house, It'd be like 10 people. You get a couple sheriffs and deputies to come out and say, everybody go home, you're disturbing the peace. Well, now you can very easily muster hundreds of people and there's only going to be a small handful of cops available to actually yeah. deal with it. Yeah, uh, especially with social media. I hope you don't mind if I jump in, but I was thinking about this. I think this press release that the police gave out was designed to keep more rioting from happening. I think them trying to portray this solo citizen as a bad guy who had been threatening like his neighbor with a chainsaw and then who was clearly intoxicated. Like, how dare he drink at home on an evening and not be yep. prepared for an entire That's riot of people point. to show up. How, how do you prepare for that? If you have a gun, you're armed and you're ready to defend yourself, great. You are also allowed to drink a beer on a Saturday night. I mean, it there just it looks I like think, the police are out to get I think we should modify the law so that if you shine lights into people's houses, you're on their property. I would say that so, might be the yeah. case. Like you're, 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 yeah, you're. That's a that's a really, really, a really good point. Noise. If you're, if you're sitting at home, wait, wait. That, that, Lydia's points is excellent. If you're oh, sitting yeah. at home and you're watching, uh, let's let's say you're watching, I don't know, uh, um, Family uh, Guy, Caddyshack, okay. <laughs> and you're just like you're just loving the Bill Murray, the Goat Groundhog. It's so crazy, and you're like, I gotta crack a beer open. You crack a beer and you're drinking, and then all of a sudden a violent mob starts screaming at your house, and you're like, Oh man, what do I do? So you grab your gun to protect yourself, and they go out, but. You're drunk. You're under arrest. That's not good. You can't defend your home if you were drinking and hanging out on a Saturday night. Well, they said intoxicated. If he was high on coke, you know, there's another that takes. They it to it. But they that. haven't said yeah, that. They he appeared said to be. Yeah. yeah. What if? What if you still have to be able to defend yourself? I don't care what state you're in. Exactly. So what happens if let's like let's 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 push it a little bit further? What happens if you're in your house and maybe the chat actually knows this? There. Uh, 
There, uh, someone mentioned there are nuisance laws. Yeah, but let's say you're in your house and you're watching, you know, uh, your, uh, Starship Troopers three because they made direct DV versions of it. You're a huge Starship Troopers fan. You're I like, am. dude, I love this guy. You know, yeah. the original actor. Michael stand. Ironsides, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. But imagine you're watching it and you're and you're slamming down some, you know, you know some like Natty Light because you're just like. Oh. You're you know, old school. Lo- old school, low <laughs> yeah, quality. I'm, I'm Chicago. And you, <laughs> I'm born and bred. Yeah, man. And you're drunk. And then the most this gigantic, super ripped, well-known serial murderer kicks in your door and he's like i am the great serial murderer come to kill you and then you're like oh and you grab your gun oh but you're drunk okay i'm exaggerating i'm sure at that point you're gonna be okay yeah like, i would you think know, like, so but what if you have a crazy guy who's very threatening and saying like you're next where's where, where do we draw the line on when you're allowed to defend yourself if you happen to have been at home just having a beer mind your own business um, if they're if they're infringing on your property, ultimately, so the the lights and the noise is like that's hitting me in the ears. So you're here with me. I don't care where you're standing at that point. It's 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 uh, it can be physically damaging if the yeah. if it's loud enough. Yeah, or you're blinding if it's bright enough. Mm-hmm. That's why they're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I I would be curious about that. And so far, the chat hasn't given me anything. But I think. I think that is considered a form of assault if it would be if it's likely to hurt your ears or your eyes enough. Although I do know that the, under the Geneva Convention that is not considered like maiming or dis you know disfigurement, but it's a huge problem and it is like a lifelong issue. Laying siege to someone's home. Yeah, they were doing yes. that in Cuba with sound. Did you hear those sound weapons they were using? Yeah, I remember. Well, that. I don't know if that was if that was. I think those are microwave weapons. Whoa! Like melting people's brains with microwaves. Yeah, Jeez, vibration like really Dude. high frequency. Yeah. So this. Yeah, this that story was crazy. That was uh, like uh, people were here would hear a noise, and then all of a sudden they would get these mental Ill, like ailments, like symptoms, with like loss of vision and headaches and light sensitivity. That they had to wear special glasses because they couldn't see the light anymore. That's scary stuff, dude. You start hearing a weird noise, and then all of a sudden you get permanent brain damage. Man, oh, and then it'll pass man. through walls if it's microwaves. It's yeah, like a horror dude. show. Yep. with enough power, you go through like. Dude stone and rock. why yeah. why wouldn't that be, be like why would it, it's funny how i love spy movies you know action movies it's like everybody has a gun with a silencer that goes pew 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 like silencers don't do that but even beyond that like why wouldn't they just have like a thing where they put up against the wall and, and then like stick it to the wall and then crank it and then everyone inside just gets their brains melted by microwaves i think that's coming <laughs> yeah, yeah i think so. it's here and they'll do it from orbit from orbit, yeah. Wouldn't that like that cause way more? The waves are gonna not be direct. Like I think you can't direct. Well, waves. I guess infrared laser. Dude, I've been thinking a lot about modern war and why we never want to experience it because we don't know what kind of weapons are Dude, coming from orbit. Have you seen? We've talked about laser-induced plasma channels. Yeah. So the way it works, and I am not an electrical engineer or laser engineer, or whatever. But he will be. Is soon. that they have an extremely high-powered infrared laser that flicks on and off real fast, ionizing the air. At the same time, supercharges this massive electrode. So then the electricity travels down the superheated path of least, re- least, least resistance. So effectively, they can point the weapon at you and fire and sh- strike you with lightning. And a friend of ours, Jeremy Riss, who's alien scientist on YouTube, you can check out his channel. Uh, oh, he knows people one? to help us make one. No, he's got his have you team. S- have you seen the videos of the, sh- the, like the destroyers with the crazy laser turrets? 
It's got like three lenses and it aims and just like it like just locks on and just holds an infrared laser and the thing just bursts into flames yeah, I and think crashes. China was oh. testing one and said we tagged you one of your jets to the no US that was government. that was laser targeting. Oh, so they were just letting us know they could target the jet. That, that they were that were locked. But on. I, I've, I've heard us. of what you're talking about. There's they a video you, you can watch it on YouTube. Oh, and they just take it out of the sky, turn it on, turn it off. Bro. and did you hear about the UFO over uh, the West Coast or whatever? Um, I think, no, I just caught reports. What's, what happened? Yeah, reports of a weird triangular-shaped flying vessel. Aluminum magnetic craft that they're moving around with the magnetic No, I don't know. Magnet. I, don't I know. think that's how they're doing ever, it. Ever, like, There's a bunch of really clear pictures of it. Yep. And they were saying, yeah, how did we go Dude, from like police like, brutality riots to <laughs> just, aliens? Just like sound weapons. Sound waves, yeah. You, just, you, you were just like, I'm, I'm I've going. been wanting to go there my whole <laughs> life, man. <laughs> You've just been waiting this whole time. Yeah, there's a crazy video. There's a crazy video. Maybe we'll, 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 we'll pull it up tomorrow. And uh, we can talk more about uh, about we'll that stuff. Get to the bottom of it. But uh, we, we, got, we got more Antifa stuff. All right. Oh, yeah. $2 billion in damage. Look at this. George Floyd riots caused record-setting $2 billion in damage, new report says. Here's why the true cost is even higher. Mm. Why is the true cost even higher? Freedom Foundation for Economic yes, do tell uh, Education. Oh, they're very cool. I like them. When George, uh, they say dozens of people were killed or injured. Let's, let's, let's get to the point. They say... The U.S. has experienced rioting over racial tensions before, but this report shows the damage from the latest unrest will far exceed any historical precedent. The arson, vandalism, and looting will result in at least $1 billion to $2 billion of paid insurance claims, Axios reports. This will eclipse the record set in the L.A. 1992 riots after the acquittal of police officers who brutalized Rodney King. However, there are many reasons this figure vastly underestimates the true damage wrought by the looting and violence that has broken out in recent months. For one, the Axios report only measures insured losses. The obvious problem here is that not all the damage damages were insured. There was a, uh, a story I was reading where apparently a bunch of these businesses, their, their haul-away claims, which means like, the, like for when the, uh, the debris and rubble is capped at 25K, oh. whereas the actual cost was 150 Whoa. For many of these businesses. When they destroyed the entire building, the insurance didn't cover the cost of removal of debris. Wow. So they just did nothing and they walked away from it. So the costs are way higher than $2 billion. They go on to say, as, uh, as I previously explained, insurance is no panacea for the societal ills imposed by rioting. In, indeed, 75% of U.S. businesses are underinsured and about 40% of small businesses have no insurance at all. Their untold millions in losses don't show up in the $2 billion figure. Mm. So, too, in, so too, insurance doesn't account for the personal pain and suffering caused by rioting. For example, what about the more than 15 people who died during the unrest? It's actually more than that, but some of the deaths were like peripheral or considered to be accidental. Their lives and their families' pain don't get counted in any insurance company's budgetary analysis, nor does the pain of those such as elderly businessmen punched in the face while his store was ransacked in Kenosha, Wisconsin, oh, yeah. manifests itself in total reports of an uninsurance compensation. You know what I'm gonna say? You know they don't they don't account for uh, we, 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 that, that that Trump over there. Can you you can buy another stand up Trump, right? Yeah, should be able to. What about the painting next to it? My mom made. No insurance can't cover that. Absolutely no, not. take a picture of it. So what happens when your business you've got a painting that a family member made for you? Maybe a family member who died. And they burned it down. Insurance can't pay for that. Right. That's well beyond monetary costs. And man. psychological value is can't you can't put a money yeah. a dollar yep. on that. This is something I was thinking about because when you burn someone's uh, small business, you are as close to literally 
in the correct sense, as possible, burning the American dream. Because if they started from the ground up, and they've been working on it for 35 years, and they've handed it down through their family, and they've taught all their kids to work there, that's gone. And you cannot buy that back. There's nothing that will replace that. I mean, that's more than billions of dollars. Like, And that's you're just talking about repairing the actual structure, right. not about how long it will take, all the lost revenue exactly. that your business isn't open, and uh, the people that you'll lose that have to go get other jobs. Yep. Regular customers who don't shop shop with you anymore. I would love to know how much, how many of these things weren't, how many businesses that were destroyed were not insured or were underinsured. Most of them. And you're saying a sixth, so of the $150,000, they only cover 25000 That's a that sixth. Was, that was a, a story from uh, the Minneapolis uh, Star Tribune, I think it is. Man, they so said that many of these businesses have, are capped out at twenty five k. Two billion. Doesn't even account for the true cost of all of the damage. Man. Well, that's the far left. So this damage... You know, you know the to go back to that sedition stuff with Bill Barr. I think it's interesting because what if these people, what if they're pro-China? Some of them are. Man, you're now you're speaking my language. I what? think <laughs> my conspiracy is that the Chinese go is that the CCP is trying to sow dissent in the United States, and this no, is how they're sure. doing. It's a perfect opportunity. Did Did you guys look at that Tucker Carlson interview about that girl, that Chinese uh, whistleblower? whistleblower? I didn't see it, but apparently she said that it was made in the lab and it was intent as a weapon. Yeah, but she also worked at the University of Hong Kong. Okay, so that could be bunk, but right. It's but but not out of question for government to tamper with a foreign country. So the the point I brought up on that story for those that aren't familiar, Tucker Carlson had on a whistleblower from a university in Hong Kong saying the Chinese Communist Party manufactured and intentionally released COVID. My, my thought on that is there's a potential for bias because she was working, you know, in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So Hong Kong is being repressed and, and suppressed by the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, but 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 I but I, uh, but I will say, why do we trust one expert over another if they have the same credentials? Yeah, good why point. is it that if one expert comes out and says it's not man-made, we say, you got it done. Story's over. But when she comes out, everyone says fake news. Ignore it. Mm-hmm. They suspended so, her on Twitter. Yeah, she got suspended on wow. Twitter and on Instagram. Tucker Carlson's post was flagged as fake news. Here's the best part. When it says, see why this is fake, it doesn't actually talk about the whistleblower. It references months old stories about COVID. Hmm. So we have a news story. We have an actual researcher who was working at a university in Hong Kong saying they know this and they, they published a paper on it. And now they're, they're taking old stories that don't actually reference anything having to do with her and using it to prove Tucker's story is false. Well, okay. So that's crazy. Um, that's a little uh, over overmanaged, I think. So free software. I'll say it again. Free software. Let's have like a g- government free software social network that, you know, is run by the people. Um, but okay, so COVID aside, maybe that they're tampering and, 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 and funding this chaos or, you know, in some capacity trying to make everything crazy. Yeah, it's perfect timing. I mean, they hate Trump. They want to make Trump look bad. Maybe. I don't know. This kind of helps Trump in some ways, but the economic damage is bad for this it's country. It's devastating. Yeah. And psychological damage. People are like, the suicide rate, I don't know what it is, but I've heard that it's gone up, like, like sadly, yeah, a sad amount. Yeah, it's awful, like, forcing, like, 40%. I'm so blessed that we've been able to all live kind of together in a house. No, keep our like, sanity. The socialization is key. I cannot imagine what it would be. I, sometimes I go into these modes where I'm like, what if I was living alone in an apartment in, like, New York? How, how horrible the last awful. six months would have you'd been. You'd be insane. I would have gone nuts. You'd be I'd the, been you'd making be the joker. The most gross internet videos is what I would have been doing. <laughs> it would have been just people would be like, shut what up. What is going it's on so right negative. now? so negative. Oh, Ian. You'd be probably going out screaming in the streets. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that, man. 
paying. You're broke. You're about to be evicted. You're angry. Who do you blame? The government. I would have blamed that. I would have been. I would have become radicalized. Like in my beliefs, because I already believe that there's a, you know, a, a power structure out there that's pulling the strings on this system. I'm very red pilled, by the way, and I try and play it off like I'm not because <laughs> we need to keep things stable. Yeah, we try. And I would have lost it, I think. And, yeah. and there's so many people in that position right now. Well, it is true that uh, there was an intelligence report saying that China and Russia are both interfering. And the official statement was that Russia prefers China. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Russia prefers Trump, but China prefers Biden. So pick your poison. I, I don't think Russia is as bad as they claim. No, I'm going after the Democratic what, 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 Republic of Russia. Is that what, what it's called? What, what I mean is Russia is a bad place for a lot of reasons. But in terms of being a threat to the United States, it's not nearly as bad as they, they're trying to claim it no, is. it's not they're communist be, anymore. It, it's, it's not even about that. It's about are they a threat to the U.S.? China is a substantial threat to the U.S. And their cybersecurity, their attacks and, you know, they're, 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 we, we actually have confrontation with them. We have some confrontation with Russia. But I think China's the bigger threat. Yeah, dude, the Communist Party of China is some co- one-party system has control of their entire co- government? That's yeah. so weird. Yep, the party. Yeah, so oh, no, uh, not, not, not a fan. And if I had to make a choice, I'd say I want the guy who's opposed to China because China's the real threat. And, 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 and I've, been, I've been covering a lot of stories pertaining to China and the things they've been doing for a long time. Like what, Russia, they're try, R- R- Russia wants to set up a trade federation yeah, in Eastern Europe. Ooh, they're a trade federation. Putin, Putin, you know, the whole being in office for 20 years thing, it's, it's constitutionally legal in Russia, as far as I can tell from what I've learned. And it is, he is a hardcore dude. Like he's, he's this ex-KGB, like stone cold face killer machine, he looks like. You know, when you look at the guy, rides a bear in, in some memes. In some memes. So, yes, yes. I don't think that he wants to be the, the controller of Russia. I think he's just terrified to let it go and see it devolve back into that's, that's communism. That's all, 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 all power conjecture. corruption. No, no, no. It's oh, all power, power corruption. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's better if I'm in charge. You'll see mm-hmm. all of these despots in, the, in North Africa and the Middle East who are like, if I go, you'll see how bad it yeah, gets. Yeah, I think that's his mindset right now. And then, to be honest, Libya did get really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a pa- but Yikes. I would like to see a peaceful transfer of power in Russia. I think I, I feel like he's waiting for a great leader in the United States to emerge so that he can breathe easy and let go and make sure stuff doesn't. I don't know. Doesn't people uh, want digress. power? They don't want to give it up. That's true. Yeah. But you know what? I can talk about another peaceful of trans- transfer of power. Oh yeah. Please transfer do. of power from Republican to Democrat as people switch parties. It's coming. We got oh. another segment. Oh, they're switching parties. But uh, before we talk about that, oh. have you not smashed thy like button? Then you must. I got a. Uh, I got a request for you. Hit it. Spin yes. the UFO. Yes, do it. And uh, uh, subscribe. We do the show Monday through Friday live. We got one more segment. We're talking about this uh, uh, this sheriff who has quit sheriff. the Democratic Party. Sheriff. Yes. Sheriff. Sheriff. Sharif. Like sheriff. Sharif. I think that guy's Sharif. name was Sharif yesterday. Yeah, it was. But it was we pronounced Sharif. it Sharif. His middle name, but yeah, you said yeah. Sheriff. Uh, <laughs> people were like, Sheriff. Sheriff. <laughs> yeah. For the whole time, the whole show. Oh I read the chat again yesterday. These I got a little crazy. Don't read the comments. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just Okay, learning. anyway, smash the like button. Sheriff. Gently peacefully protest that like button. <laughs> that's right and, uh, uh, and, and, and get in your super chats if you would like to have us because we're going to we're, we're going to do one more segment and then we're going to read your comments but check out the story from the Epoch Times Ooh, let's do it now of course uh, I always I always make sure I bring this up that uh, NewsGuard says Epoch Times fails but okay. they do they do not repeatedly publish false content they just don't like that they don't correct their errors well that's an issue but we still have this story and I think it's important to bring up because I've got a couple other stories for you as well they report Pennsylvania Sheriff flips from Democrat Party uh, to Republican Party. They say, quote, it was really a difficult decision and I've thought long and hard about it, but I feel I stand for the ideals of the Republican Party platform more than the Democrats today. Westmoreland County Sheriff James Albert told the Tribune Review. 
Albert, 70, became sheriff last year. He said he is against abortion for the Second Amendment and a lifelong member of the National Rifle Association. Today, I feel my ideals are closer to the Republican Party than Democrats. The reaction to looting and rioting across the country in the wake of the death of George Floyd helped lead to the party change. He says, I was saddened and enraged by the murders of David Dorn, a 77-year-old African-American retired police captain who was shot by a pawn shop looter during a protest in St. Louis. These outrageous lawless acts have been met with silence, acquiescence, and in some instances, outright support from the local, state, and national leadership of the Democratic Party. The Pennsylvania Democratic Party did not respond to a request for comment. You know, I see this. I completely agree. That's exactly what I've seen. I mean, you guys have seen similar, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, take a look at this. From the Washington Post. I can't believe you're forcing me to vote for Trump, which I definitely didn't want to do. Yeah, I can hear it in the headline. Yes, I can hear the uh, 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 the, the sarcasm from uh, Alexander uh, Alexandra Petri, who writes, Believe me when I tell you, the last thing I could possibly uh, want would be to vote for Donald Trump. That's why I'm so stunned that you have taken it upon yourself to go to such lengths to force me to vote for him, you sick, sick monster. I don't even like him. Not even one little bit. So I hope you're happy with what you are making me do, which comes to me as a total surprise and is definitely not a foregone conclusion in any way. I'm not going to read this trash. (laughs) This this article is the perfect example of what is wrong with the media, the left and the Democrats and why they are losing voters. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know who's going to win in November. Maybe they'll cheat. And by they, I mean, I have no idea. Maybe they'll both cheat. Whatever. The left thinks the right's going to cheat. The right thinks the left's going to cheat. But I'll tell you this, man. I, I, I watched people riot. I did not like it. Uh, Joe Biden's staff bailed these people out. Kamala Harris solicited money to bail these people out. I did not like it. Kamala Harris called for more. Uh, a bunch of other higher, like, you know, high, uh, federal level Democrats supported it. And they tried to use it to their advantage. And I'm angry about that. In the primaries for the Democratic Party, I supported Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard. Me too, man. I, I did not want to vote for Donald Trump. The only problem is the Democrats are lunatics and they chose Joe Biden. You did make me do this. You have given me no choice. It is the choice between a flashlight with dying batteries or a human being with a flashlight. I'll even go a step further. You swung Hillary Clinton at me and then followed it up with a Biden left hook. <laughs> right. So I am no more. Actually, Obama bought. How many drone bombs did he bought? launch between Obama, you know, Mr. Obama between 2012 and 2016. I don't know. That was like, yeah, that was my morale. Those in those, in those bombs. Well, but, but, but look, and, and, and Trump didn't, uh, didn't make very many changes in that regard. Yeah. I've heard that actually. And that's why early on I was like, don't care. You know, he wants to hire John Bolton. He wants to fire missiles. He wants a drone strike. I don't care. I'll take me a Tulsi Gabbard. So forget the Obama thing, but the Hillary Clinton subverting Bernie Sanders thing that came out in WikiLeaks and then the trying to shove Biden down my Mm -hmm. throat. I'm, I'm not a party politician, but that is disgusting. I thought Bernie Sanders had some great things to say. I was ready. He to, sold out, so he did sell out. He capitulated. He bent the knee to the weird to the to the power structure, which I thought he would never do, and that was also devastating. That's that's the most amazing thing about Bernie is that I I remember it was like twenty uh, early twenty sixteen. I was in New York with a friend. And I was literally ranting like in excitement about how Bernie Sanders has, has been consistent. And we finally have a politician who's been saying the same things, still saying the same things and refusing to back down. And there, there were like Bernie said good things, notably like when it comes to the Second Amendment, he said it's an urban versus rural issue. 
And I was like, wow. I like that. He's actually talking about how you have different perspectives, and that's long been a, a, a challenge. I can't believe the guy I said did not change. Get, give, you give him, give him 10 seconds in that room with Hillary Clinton, and he went, yeah, when when they when they pulled the trigger, basically, you know, but when they really when Hillary Clinton's campaign finally said, no, Bernie, it's Hillary or whatever. He had like a week to run independent. And I thought he was going to do it. I was like, just run independent, nah. man. run independent. Someone's got to be telling him to do it. He would want dude, dude, dude. You know, you and, know, what happened? Uh, there, there was a, there's a there's a there's a video. I love this conspiracy theory at the Democratic National Convention in 2016. Bernie Sanders has a uh, laceration on his face. Have uh -oh. you seen that? Oh, Negative. Is a laceration on his face. And I, I think he said something like he bumped into a door or something, which is possibly he's an old man. Oh yeah. My gosh. But a bunch of people were like, no way, dude. And they, had, they were pushing this conspiracy theory that like the, the DNC brought him into a room and then like some guy like puts on a glove and he's like, yo, Bernie, listen up. You're going to bow. You're going to bow out and give it to Hillary you know, or else. And Bernie's like, I'll never back down. Boom. I don't get smacked in the face. I don't think it happened because he wouldn't have run a second time if they did that. He, he ran again, so he was no, 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 no. Because the conspiracy theory is that he they smacked him in the face, and then he was like, "Okay, I yield. I'll do whatever you say. I'll say whatever you want." But I, I don't think I don't, he would have run against this this cycle if no, that no, no, had no. happened to him. Then he was doing what they wanted, dude. But the bird landed on his podium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, when the bird landed, that I was think. amazing. Disney that was like some Gandhi this stuff. Is meant to be. So, so a lot oh. of people push that conspiracy. They got punched in the face. And I think that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, he just I, ran into a door. No, I I think he's an old bumbling yeah, man. He probably bumped into. That's something. always the excuse. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you what really happened. The, the the DNC goons brought him in, and they were like, "All right, Bernie, listen up. You're gonna bow out for Hillary Clinton, and we're gonna do a great book deal. You're gonna make a million dollars." And then ah. Bernie goes, "A million dollars? I want to be a millionaire." Carrot and stick. Yes, I love carrot it. and stick. Well, they, no, there was no stick. It was quite literally, "Hey, Bernie, how about we make you a millionaire, and you do a book, and good for you." You buy another house. What does he have? Like four houses? Does he have four? Does he, he has, yeah. I thought he had three. Three houses? He might have four He's now. He's a rich dude. I check. Yeah. He's like, you want to be a millionaire? Write a book. Yeah. That's what he said, right? Yeah. And then he stopped saying, he just, you say millionaires yeah. and billionaires, and now he yeah. just says but billionaires. That, it's a good thing. That's smart, too, because millionaires aren't the problem. A lot of people, there's a lot more millionaires than there were 20 millionaires years ago. Millionaires are the problem. Because of inflation. I think it's the really, really high no. level people that are making money off of in uh, interest that and, are the problem. And somebody with $900 million is Well, in they're almost a billionaire. Yeah. So, so that, 500, that, 500 million. Well, four hundred. Depends million. on what you're doing with the money. A hundred million. It's not just the money Dude. amount that's the problem. It's, it's what you're doing with it. And there's a it, right. greed is a problem. And that's why I think it it is the millionaires and the billionaires. That's why whenever people are like George Soros is funding all these things, and I'm like, dude, don't send me a message about this. Unless you want to send me a message about literally every single other millionaire and billionaire who's doing this exact same thing. Maybe it's just greedy people that are the problem. No, I think it's people get rich and they're idealistic and they make donations. Dude, when you have a lot of money, it's tough to to not fall into that. Because it's so easy to just live off your money. It's it's not it's not about that. It's like if if how much the average person if they make like you know I think what's like what's what's the median salary for the U.S. like thirty eight k or something. I thought it was a little more than that. I don't know. It was like seventy or maybe, something. No, no, it's like forty eight maybe. Mm, but how much can you really donate to a politician? You're going to be just barely not twenty eight hundred dollars. So uh, you get somebody who's worth ten million dollars, and they can be like, I'm going to give twenty eight hundred dollars to all of my favorite politicians right now. And that's way more than the average person could possibly do. Not only that, you get someone worth $50 million and they're like, I'm gonna give $5 million to a super PAC to promote my candidate. I have mixed feelings about funding politicians. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I think it was a glass, repealing Glass-Steagall that no, a lot no, of people- No, 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 um, Glass-Steagall was, was banking uh, 
was banking regulations for investment versus savings. And it, stuff. it comes from like back in the day when people would want to run around, take trains around the country and like campaign and they wanted to fund their own campaign. And so they would pay all the bill and it was illegal back in the day. You couldn't spend more than like a certain amount. They're like, how come because I have all this money, I can't use it. That makes no sense. So they changed the law. Mm. And then all of a sudden you could fund your own campaign. And now it's just so out of control. Well, now there was there was the Citizens United ruling like a decade ago. Yeah, decade that's what ago. I was thinking about. And so basically what happens is you get someone like Michael Bloomberg who's a billion, multi-billionaire, like ridiculous billions of dollars. And he's like, I'm going to take $100 million of my assets and liquefy them and give them to super PACs to put out all this anti-Trump messaging. And I hate it. Yeah, I will put billboards everywhere you look. Turn left, I'll have one there. Now, that sweet, sweet Bloomberg Green was, was raining down on top of me back when he was doing that ad campaign. And yeah, right now, that's, with, with, that's where it comes out. It's, it's a Because they go gross. on Google and they buy ads. And so then those I mean, ads, they pay out to, like, to... What the heck is going yeah, on? Yeah, but I don't, I don't like the idea of any billionaire. I don't care if it's Mackenzie Bezos or George Soros. I don't care. I don't like that these people are super rich and that it would take a thousand people to... to like, dude, a thousand people with making 50, 50 grand per year still will not be able to match up to one millionaire because that 50 grand they're paying is going towards base necessities. Yeah. So they're not even at the point where they have disposable income to just be giving out for political and ideological causes. Maybe we should have throw more money at it, Ian, uh, like a stipe, a government stipend every year that we can know, donate man. to political campaigns. That's one of the ideas, like a voucher thing. So uh, it, it, this voucher thing is really interesting, in my opinion. Right. So so we, we've talked about like vouchers for schools. You've heard, you, you guys know, obviously know what this yeah. is about for those that aren't familiar. Everybody pays taxes that are proportional to their income. And then you get a voucher that represents a certain amount of value for the school. And then you choose which school you want to go to and they get that voucher. So that way, rich people pay a little bit more, but still get one voucher. Poor people pay a little bit less, still get one voucher. And that guarantees equal access to schools. And then everyone can choose. So a rich kid's voucher is worth the same as a poor kid's. So the school's trying to compete for those vouchers, regardless of whether the student's rich or poor. That's an interesting idea. Uh, meritocracy. There's another idea that we all pay taxes into a public resource fund of some sort, and then those vouchers are given out to candidates at a certain point. The problem is, who gets them? I know. And sometimes I don't donate at all because I don't like any of the candidates. Because then the, the question becomes, if you poll at a certain number, then you get access to a percentage of vouchers. Well, then how do you get to poll at that level? You get rich people to pay for ads for you. Oh, man. Become yeah, right. It's really, really difficult. I don't know if there's a solution to, to the money in politics problem. I, 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 there, it's there not just, isn't. it's not the money, it's the access. So they're buying access with their money. It's, it's power. It's like influence is what they're buying. It's influence, well, really. Because like a YouTuber with 100 million followers can become president. No, uh, maybe oh, yeah. may, may, in Brazil, may, there was a YouTuber or in the Middle East or something. I was going to say, but for, for, for us right now, maybe in four to eight years, it's possible. We, we still rely too much on the mainstream media. So right this now, this is mainstream media. What y we're doing? YouTube, yeah. Well, technically, what I mean is, Right now, I mean, yeah, it's fair to say I get uh, I, I, like 110 million views in the past month. And CN, CNN on, on digital, CNN is like 190 or whatever. YouTube's what opens when I open my browser. Right, but many people still rely on legacy media. And that's what we're looking at. Joe Biden is the legacy candidate and Donald Trump is the internet candidate. No matter what happens, the, the establishment is losing power. But that means we're going to see these wing, nut on, these wing nuts on Twitter who are screeching, ban them all are going to be the left. They're, they're going to, that, that's what's happening. The Democrats are embracing it. They're absorbing that into their party. And then once the establishment media is gone, you're going to have us as the right, and the left is going to be a bunch of screeching cancel culture lunatics who want to burn everything to the ground. Why don't we just build out the center? 
I mean, technically, we are the we are the center. Like I, you, you can clearly see the difference in opinion between like me or someone like Steven Crowder. You know, we, we agree on fundamental issues that we are a, a, a country. And then we disagree on like the, the traditional wedge issues of the left and the right. But what's happened is there are regular Americans who have kind of like, you know, stayed where they are, going a little left, a little right, back and forth. And then there's this weird like branch that's gone like and just like shot straight out. It's the food supply. Now the Democrats are desperate to try and, you know, build a bridge between the new uh, psychotic algorithmic far left and regular Americans. And they can't do it. So Joe Biden's like, I'll go a little far left, making everyone go like, whoa, bro, yeah. whoa, you're too far left. Oh, thank God but for then, the internet. But then the far left goes, he's nowhere near far left enough. You can't win with that kind of no. mindset. Crazy ain't going to work. Well, that's what they're going for. They're going for crazy and violence, and they tried. And now it's like, you know what, man? Trump as an internet candidate, he really, really is. Think about this. What, what, Trump posted Pepe memes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny to watch. But it's kind of like a shock to a lot of traditional, like traditional establishment types who are like, this is not what a presidential campaign is supposed to be. And they're freaking out. So right now, what we're experiencing is you got the left claiming the right is reactionary when, re- when in reality, the right is actually substantially more progressive than the left is. And I can prove it. The left is repealing civil rights law. They repeal they, they, uh, the Democrats in California, the state. Uh, the Assembly and the Senate have voted to repeal their civil rights legislation from their constitution, specifically Prop 209, that deals with government contracts, employment, things like that. So you will be able to, you will, the government will be able to discriminate based on race, meaning you'll start seeing, well, maybe seeing signs pop up that say like, you know, one race only, black only, white only, Latino only, Asian only, whatever. They'll be, they'll be allowed to do it at government, government institutions. That's one thing they're doing. The other thing they're trying to do is ban offensive speech which is quite literally what they try, what they were doing back in the early 1900s. They were trying to pressure the president to ban things that were offensive. And they've consistently tried to do these things. Free speech, as we know today, is a new concept. And guess what? You have Donald Trump, who's on the internet, uses the internet, tweets like crazy. He does not represent the old traditional stodgy plastic media. He's off the cuff. He says whatever's on his mind, and it offends a lot of people. But that's what the internet is. It's authentic. You turn on a YouTube channel like this, and it's not like CNN. Not you, at you, all. You, you ever you ever watch like you, you guys have seen local news? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it's like I'm standing here in the street. <laughs> why, why, why do they use that voice? <laughs> I don't know. Where does that come from? It's like they're taught to do it. It's a learned that's so annoying. And that's what the Democrats represent right now. It is it is an old so they're like their activists are reactionary, and that means they're specifically trying to stop the progress being made. These people they don't they don't they, listen. You talk about internet voting, you realize you're talking about freedom individuality, decentralization. These are tenets of libertarianism that everyone online, that we can decentralize power and authority through encrypted internet networks and and secure voting and and secure their individual rights for all. They're banning people from social media because they don't adhere to their orthodoxy. That is not. So maybe what we're seeing is as the internet age develops and expands, you have Bernie Sanders, who was promoted by left-wing internet you know, populists and Donald Trump, right wing Internet populists and the Democratic establishment, because they have allies in media, crushed Bernie. Yeah, the Republicans didn't. Right. So Trump wins. It looks like what we're, what we're seeing now is a fight between the far the, the left wing populists and the right wing populists. And that's what that's what's going to look like in the next several elections. You know, the far w- left is authoritarian, wants to shut down speech and take away rights. And the right wants people to have whatever, say what you want. They, do your they thing. were trying to stifle Trump in the beginning. They were pushing Jeb Bush, CNN, 
in the early er days and he was just so boring and Trump was so powerful personality nothing could stop it there were just weren't any powerful personalities up against him Jeb. Hillary hat is you know as much as I, I dislike her she's got a powerful personality and her name recognition yeah, fortunately but the, the 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 establishment tried to stop Trump the right wing establishment in the beginning but then they realized it's he's the, we want him over whoever the Democrats are gonna put so let's just go with yeah, them yeah the right wing establishment is not smart if they're pushing Jeb yeah That's they really, absolute insanity they really wanted him for oh about gosh. three weeks no oh, that was it oh sad Jeb yeah Jeb well we got a bunch point. of great memes out of it though we which I'm, I'm really Please excited stop. about. Captain and then Jeb, and, and, and the, the the electoral college map showing all Jeb five thirty eight and him going like yeah, yeah. please <laughs> Jeb clap. Please, please, clap. Clap. please clap oh no and then Buttigieg had his please clap moment <laughs> come on oh. and then everyone starts clapping oh, Ooh, love oh. it and now Orange. what do we get we have this uh, we have this really great I, I I have to I have to showcase this uh, this piece of art because uh, I I know we mentioned uh, George Alexopoulos oh, before yeah. but boy is this art just so good. I, I so I so have to walk you through this. So it's uh, at G Prime eighty five. George Alexopoulos is one of the best comic artists right now in politics. Period. The first panel is a storm and like a lightning strike, and there is a hooded figure approaching a cave. Inside the cave, there is a twisted figure wearing a muumu, holding a stick with an old man hanging from it, ah. and another creepy old man monster sleeping behind the, ah. the, the evil. Moomoo monster <laughs> and the Moomoo monster's neck is all really long yelling who dares seek power the next panel is Kamala Harris kneeling on a bunch of skeletons she is the showing figure. her face mm -hmm. she was the hooded figure and then a smiling elongated neck Hillary Clinton with weird <laughs> alien bug eyes oh, no. it's so good it's wait wait here's the best part in the second panel that the stick that she's holding has Bill Clinton He's like hanging from it. Oh, my gosh. And the giant Biden behind her oh sleeping. No. It is just amazing. The reason I love his art is because he says so much in like just, With just like these colors. beautiful, these beautiful yeah. images. There's Kamala Harris. No, I love the, the smiling Hillary with like creepy bugged out black eyes. Yeah. And her neck is all stretched out. <laughs> she's so happy it's Kamala. Oh, my gosh. Dude, wow. Okay, how about we go to Super Chats? All right. I like we it. got a super chat from Michelle Therese. You are correct. Stating the guy in Mil uh, Milwaukee was arrested to defuse protesting MPD had their had their ability to use tear gas taken away in July. They yeah. don't carry tasers. MPD chief was demoted for use of tear gas pepper spray during riots. It's a mess here. There you go. You know, what, man, I said it was going to happen and it started happening. They're going to come to your house now. Does it mean literally everyone's house? No. But I'll tell you what. Here's what I explain to people. Let me, let me ask you a question, Ian. If you could buy a lottery ticket right now for $1, and you had to guess all the numbers like Powerball, but if you won, they chopped off your leg, would you buy that ticket? Well, what would I get if I lost? No, you lose. Um, <clears throat> no, nah, probably not. But if you win, they chop your leg off. Oh, oh, they would chop my leg off. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you buy <laughs> no a ticket. Way. No. I and then if the that. numbers come up, they just chop your leg off. Well, and if you lose, you lose. Oh, oh, oh. So if I win, I get my leg gets chopped yeah, off. Yeah, that's the prize. No. Yeah. No, no. I'm not going to buy that ticket, <laughs> no Tim. Way. So that's, that's, that's the point I make. Like, if you have, if, if you are given the opportunity to entertain a situation in which there's no upside and there is a rare potential that someone will show up to your house and you will be arrested because they accuse you of being a bigot, would you want that circumstance to happen? 
No. But, no. Who wants to live with any the, percentage chance? What's the happen? metaphor that you're going with right now? Like, what's the downside of this? Antifa and Black Lives Matter are not going to every single person's house. This is okay. like speaking your mind online. You're saying can induce this no, lottery no, ticket system. No. 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 I'm just talking about whatever. Black Lives Matter. They're going around to people's homes. This guy is targeting people. All right. One of these activists. He go. He'll go to your house, accuse you of being a racist. The cops come and arrest you. They won't do that to every single person. But there is a chance it could be you. Would you like that circumstance to exist in which there is a chance a mob comes to your house for any reason and you get arrested? No. Well, of it depends not. on the reason. If, if it's because I'm speaking what I believe has no, to be no, said. They just called you a bigot. And you don't, you don't know why. No, they I say, wouldn't. Don't, don't, don't fight back. Don't respond to that crap. Well, the, the point I'm making is they're not going to go after everyone. They're going to go after enough people so that people are scared and stop fighting back. And, and then they'll think, if I just keep my head down, and then you get the Soviet Union, where people would just call the cops on their neighbor and say, my neighbor says communism is dumb. And the next day, the apartment was cleaned out, and the person was gone that's, at, a, at a gulag. That's why I don't like these, uh, these contact tracing things for COVID. That feels like gulag Soviet stuff. Contact tracing, like knowing where you go and who you talk <gasps> to. My neighbor got was by a guy yesterday. I better tell, I report. Him, yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going in for a, uh, uh, to the dentist for a permanent crown. Nice. And I have to answer all these questions. And they're like, have you been in contact with anybody who has these symptoms? Have you traveled out of state? All this crazy stuff. And they, they, they fill it out and they document it. That's looks where we're like going. It looks like a step. All right, let's see. Dr. Litch says, if Biden refuses to come onto Joe's podcast, I vote Trump should go solo. Still would bring in tons of views and media. Smoke a joint like Musk, huh? That would probably never happen. <laughs> but there is a chance. So, so you're, you're saying, saying there is a chance. chance. <laughs> yes. Joey Giggles says, I work for VZW. On our employee site, they state, saying all lives matter really isn't cool. Afraid I'll slip up and get fired for a different opinion. Yikes. Tom says, now my first choice for news analysis. Thank you very much. Student of History says, after your main video, I think we must expand the Andino method. People from your area start popping up in riot blotters. Let's go get that message, uh, put their uh, message out there, make them nervous without going near them. So this is a reference to Andy No, who is when when the, when the public information comes out that Andy the, uh, people have been arrested. He just says like he, this person was arrested. You know this is where they work. This is what the the thing says. So the police are like John Smith, thirty four, was arrested for arson, battery, blah blah blah. He, you know, and then Andy will be like, this person does this job. And now Antifa is panicking because they're losing their, some, some people have lost their jobs because of this. Um, as much as some of these companies want to pretend like, no, no, it wasn't over. It wasn't over this. It wasn't over this. You know, when, it, when it comes to criminals, sometimes you want to be careful not to make a martyr out of them and just lock them up, throw them in the oubliette and forget about them. Like when they're gone, that's the best thing. Yeah. But if they're not being, pro, uh, uh, they're not being charged by the DA, they get right back out and keep doing it. That's a problem. You want to throw them away forever into the oubliette is down in the pit where they'd starve. They die slowly. <laughs> no, that's no, the no. That's what they do in the Middle Ages. If they wanted to forget about someone, it wasn't, in, they would throw them into a pit yeah, and that's where they would hole. live the rest of their days. Yeah. Um, in and the then, pit? yeah, in this thing called the oubliette. Hmm. Um, so that's, anyway, that's my point. You don't want to make their pictures everywhere and then all oh, hail the guy that got made a, made a thing out of, you know, a martyr. Mm, yeah. yeah. Conrad Wright says taxation without representation is tyranny. Should murderers, criminals be able to vote? Who decides that line? Hmm. Yes. Who decides the line? They should be able to vote, you think? Well, I don't, do you, you don't lose your right to vote if you're a criminal, right? Yes, you do. If you're a felon. Really? Mm-hmm. Temporarily? 
Apparently just I in. Yeah, uh, so they're, they're, they're trying to uh, pass new laws that will allow felons to vote. And so like Florida did a big thing. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Voting's, felons a, voting's vote? a right. You know, you got to earn know. it. There's, 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 it's there's a privilege, there's, I should there's say. A lot of, there's a lot of questions about voting. So uh, first you have the Starship, Starship Troopers method where uh, service guarantees citizenship. You're a civilian if you haven't served and you can't vote, but you enjoy all the rights. If you serve in some capacity, now you have the right to vote. Mm. That's a really interesting thought because right now we have people who vote who hate the country and want to, want to destroy it. Yeah, who've done nothing for it. Who, do. who are like vote against what the thing they're is voting. The right thing. There are people here who are voting to hurt the country on purpose. Yeah. And there are some people who vote for random things too. But then you get like, no offense to people that have served, but mindless people that have signed up to serve in the military because they just want to kill the bad guy that might go vote the, to just to well, follow the this, crowd. The, the service in Starship Troopers isn't infantry. It could be it could be anything. It's just service to service. The, to, to, to the community. Service is key. Whatever you do to serve something, you know, and like this they, is, can become a form of service and to deliver the news. You know, in like Starship Troopers, they actively try to discourage people from finishing their service. So they tell people quit if you don't like it. Oh, because they don't want people who don't really want to strive. It's an oh. interesting idea. The other, the other idea is that land ownership guarantees. Uh, I don't like that because it gets passed down. So this was uh, this is archaic. It's the way it used to be. But the idea was, if somebody can just show up and be like, "I live here now. I'm voting." How do you know if they're actually a you know, if they're actually a member of the community that wants to help? If they're just temporarily there. So like, you could move to New York. Be there for the minimum required time, then vote for something that destroys New York, and then leave. And you don't got to deal with the consequences of your vote. So that was another idea. So there, there, there. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with any of these. I'm just saying there are challenges to the idea that everybody just gets to vote for any reason. Also, like one vote, not really the best way to change things these days. You can speak your mind and influence like thousands of people. You no, know, that do still something. comes down to their votes, though. What's that? It still comes down to their vote. Yeah, the, influence but it's them their vote. votes. So, so like people that think like I'm going to vote, and they just stress all day, every day. I, on that day, I'm going to go and I'm going to vote so hard. I'm going to vote. No, you know what? You can convince other people to vote. That's way more powerful. But it still comes down to the fact that you've gotten all these people to use the vote. Without the vote, it's yes, a, it's, the, the function of the vote is quality. But but influence can be more powerful than voting. Because if you can influence millions of people to completely disregard or hate the country, yes. then they'll destroy it. To with create a, a new voting system. Even without voting. They'll go around with Molotov cocktails. Or like do whatever. We're with yeah. or, or to influence them to create a new voting system. Yeah. Like influence is the, is the, it's the currency. Yeah. So many chickens says, hey guys, I live north of Milwaukee. It's dangerous and deeply segregated. The police pander to the mob because they know how bad it would get if protests started on, uh, en, ma en masse up here. Stay safe, everyone. Appreciate it. Love you. William Kelly says, the infernal revolution with peaceful kumbaya cocktails. That's Indeed. right. Yes. Hostile bogey inbound says, ammo is getting hard to find. War is the only thing I was ever good at. I want to be called off the bench. I mean, if, some, if, you, if you know war, then you probably know what you're getting into. But I think 99.9% .9 of people are going to cry nonstop all day every day when they realize what war really is yeah because like we as americans haven't had to face like a modern war we've been the aggressor the attacker with the with the superior tech every time so far but if we were up against someone with orbitable strike potential that could doesn't matter where you live in the country they could just fry every building in every little town you know that's what we're up against in the future so i don't think war is the key i think future war is going to be just like at a certain point someone's going to have a button that just blows the planet up yeah, except like, for their area. They'll have a dome around no, it. Or they'll have tunnels. No. They'll be underground. 
Like, I think we already have nuclear, like, uh, nuclear bomb capabilities to just annihilate the entire planet. At least the surface. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. That's what I mean. Like, they could press a button and just, like, microwave the whole planet. Something like that. I think, I think our capabilities are probably Dude, I fear horrifying. orbitable attack. Orbitable attack. Orbitable? Rod, rods from God. Orbital attack. Go. Yeah, rods from God. Yeah. Tungsten. That was, a, that was the G.I. Joe movie, right? Where uh-huh. all of London gets blown up because the satellite releases one gigantic tungsten rod and it just slams in to London and the whole city just goes, what's out? Um, yeah. The Russian, Putin was saying that we've been, people have been so obsessed with intercontinental ballistic defense systems, but now the Russians have a system that just bypasses. We don't need ICBMs anymore. They do it from orbit now. So we can't, yeah. he's like, the U.S. can't prevent our attacks. So all this stuff that they've been doing yeah, is we could wasted, stuff from orbit. wasted time. Well, he was we, saying the, the, problem, the problem is we've tried. We had the strategic defense initiative to, like, to stop incoming ICBMs and stuff. But uh, Dr. Manhattan said it best. If he can stop 999,999 and one gets through, it could, you know, a, a multiple independently targeted reentry vehicle could slam the eastern seaboard and kill to fit tens of millions of people. Also, all the unknown submarines that have nuclear weapons on board. Yeah. They're probably all over the coast right mm-hmm. now. Not Chinese not, not, submarines up and down the coast. Not even not even that. I mean, aren't we well beyond submarines? They could, like, I, I get it. They can be underwater, but there's probably well, way more advanced technology we don't know about. Like, it, it's, you know, to me, it's crazy to think that when we see the commercials for, like, the Navy, that's the, the, the epitome of our, like, the peak of our militaris, militaristic prowess. Like, we've been just sitting around being like, yes, everything we've all known about for decades is all we've got. No way, man. No. No, they got crazy stuff. You know that, you know, you know what I bet they have? I bet they have, like, wrist lasers that they, they, t- they claim can turn you into a snake, but what they're really doing is vaporizing you and then releasing a snake from a leg holster. Yeah, that sounds odd. That's a Rick obvious. and Morty reference. <laughs> it's a Rick and Morty it's, reference. And it's the nano drones that I fear, yeah. too, that can fly into your ears. All right, let's see what we got. Neshoba Losa says, Tim, please read the BLM goals to your guest. Since he doesn't read about this stuff but wants to have an opinion, he needs to be educated. These groups, antics, and BLM are seditionist. Well, there you go. So um, one of the goals is disrupting the family and defunding the po- and another is defunding the police. These are their attack goals. And yeah, then they have, mission they, statement. And then they have wants, which is like economic stability, economic, sp- you know, I don't know equality. I tried to read their website. They had like five wants. They want economic uh, equality. At least that was one of them that I thought maybe, maybe we can get there. Garbled nonsense. Mm-hmm. Dalimar says live streaming the DC siege Thursday till Sunday. Find me on Twitch Dalimar 2020 uncensored with real time commentary of the craziness. Thanks for being my go to lefty. LOL. Love the candidate interviews. Good job. I think it's funny that it's like the right calls me left. The left calls me right. Perfect. Because you're right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Aaron Cole says you literally have a city named after a Roman dictator. It was very common to a point, Cincinnati. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Know that either. Johan Oldman says the original meaning of dictator was a Roman leader given temporary emergency powers for six months. Interesting. They could dictate. Bomchu says emergency powers are never a good idea and are never given back. Just ask Palpatine what he did with signers, with signers the petition of 2000 after the end of the Clone Wars. He executed Order 66. Johan fifty. Well, that was during. That was that was, during, was that after the Clone Wars? I'm that, not that's big what enough. Started the Clone. Was that what started the Clone Wars? I think so. No, 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 no. That was that was well after. That was Episode Two that he executed. No, that was three. Revenge oh. of the Sith. That the was the beginning end. of three. The I think three. that was the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah, Order sixty six. Johan five three one zero zero says, Tim Michigander here. Do a quick search on how 
on how many times the, uh, the recall Whitmer petition has been killed on Ballotopedia. Last I checked, we're up to 11 attempts. Side note, a judge also said inalienable rights aren't inalienable. <laughs> Amazing. Welcome to America. Superman, if he wasn't scared of green rock, says there isn't any shame in being weak. The shame is in staying weak. Was it uh, Fugo Leon Vermilion from Black Clover? Black Clover. I think you can apply the same principle to everybody who's been uh, who's been seeing and encouraging the violence. I blame them on a moral level. Interesting. Virus Nation, uh, Virus Nation Gaming says, "Yo, Tim, just got here. Love to see the live show. Spin the cat. Spin I don't cat. have a kitty. Oh, There's here. no cat. Drink my water and, and bolt. He ran away. Smart cat. Build up." Jcac552 says, this is a great cast. I like the back and forth. Appreciate oh, it. Well, yeah, we will, we'll be doing man. more. So we're, we're actually going to be moving to the new space soon. Yeah. So excited. The internet is really weak, but uh, potentially strong enough. Yeah. We and so uh, 20 megabytes up, 200 down. And that's really bad. Yeah, because right now we're on like high fiber. Yeah, we're on super gigabit. Super gigabit. But it's, ah, it might be worth the risk. I think it works. It's worth I think, the I think, risk. I think 20 works because we, we, you only use about uh, 2.8 to 3 megabits for, for high-definition broadcast. We're not doing 4K or anything. Here we go. Daniel Welch says, Did you see Judge Gleason's claim AG Barr is pressuring DOJ to drop Flynn case despite all exculpatory evidence? Courts can't be prosecutor. Uh, court circuit politicized. Please get Sidney Powell on show. Uh, I haven't been following it all that much, but I've been tracking the stuff that's going on with the subpoenas so what, what do they do they, they just announced that they're going to be subpoenaing people in obamagate yeah a whole there's list the, of people yeah there's the do you know the, the the Mueller team like 31 phones or whatever got wiped before they gave it to the doj on when, accident like yeah like whoops when did that what day like what what month just like periodically just, like throughout the past no you know, i didn't know that yeah. the phones were supposed to be turned over as evidence oopsie dude this 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 tactic is driving me nuts of just wiping the server and then that's ridiculous it should be a legal crime it is exactly it is it is a crime destroying public record is a crime but that should be a severe crime if the record is important bro there's stories i i there are stories of of like dudes who uh stole a bag of chips who get more jail time than, than these federal agents who wipe data and cover up crimes you know why because the political class they begrudgingly enforce these laws. They, they, they're, they're like, okay, we got a subpoena for, ooh, an FBI agent, mm. but I don't want him to subpoena me. Hey, buddy, wipe your phone. I'll take care of you. Mm. Nobody's going to get in trouble. There's not going to be a perp walk. So Obama's corrupt. not going to get in trouble. It's not going to happen. No, like, it, like, listen, fool me once, you know, uh, shame, shame, what is it? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. We had Russiagate. I said, you know, maybe there's something here with this Russiagate stuff. <laughs> Nothing. Now, now everyone's going, oh, but the Durham thing, it's going to get all the Obama gay people. Mm. No, it isn't. These people are going to get away with everything they did and everything we know we did. And that's it. And, and the left can say the same thing about Trump. I don't care. It's just never going to happen. Trump's not going to get arrested when he leaves office. It's not going you to happen. What angered me is the prism stuff where Clapper lied to Congress under oath. Yeah, so that they of had course. No idea. That, that, is, that, that defies party logic. That's just like, what a betrayal. Because we have no group of people in this country who will ever hold these people to account. So I'm not surprised when I see these people saying revolution, nothing less. I think it's insane that they want to destroy everything because they're upset. You know. Yeah, I'm thinking about the French Revolution because they went too far. Like, we I, don't want a revolution. No. We don't want violence. We just want politicians who actually start standing up. And I think we're moving in that direction. I think Trump is the bull stomping through the ivory tower. Yeah. And I think thanks to the internet, as we move forward, we're going to get rid of a lot of these, these, these corrupt individuals. I we'll see. You, dude. We'll see, man. We'll see. 
Jonathan Hernandez says, Tim, Black Lives Matter and Antifa are one in the same. <gasps> it can't be. Is that true? It is true. It's mostly true. It's like, you know, two Venn diagram spheres, but they're like just slightly not overlapping. It's, it's 97% true. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey sure. Schwartz says, I find it so hard to not see it getting worse. I have spoken to people who have said, if Black Lives Matter comes and burns down my parents' house, I will just have to learn to live with it. How do you talk to those people? <laughs> That's insane. You know what really annoyed me? I was watching a video about um, people in, I think it was in Minneapolis, about how their businesses were, were destroyed. And there were people saying, oh, no, wait, no, maybe it was Lancaster. I think it was Lancaster. Yeah. They were like, we, we're upset that they were burning things down and smashing wind. Uh, Lancaster, sorry. Lancaster. 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 There we Lancaster. Go, yeah. They were like, we're, we're, it was like an elderly couple saying like, we're up, you know, we're upset that they were smashing things and burning things down, but we support the movement 100%. Mm -hmm. I'm like, shut up. Stop supporting these people. You do not get to go on TV and say the rioting is bad, but the rioters are good. No, what? Work. We need yeah. more specifics about why they're doing it. Because they're insane people but, doing things for insane reasons. But, but the final goal, some sort of like equality effort, like let's focus on that. Yeah, that's not what they want. They're no, lying. Lying the, the, the rioters are bored and they're LARPing. I'm going to put on my medical kit and be a, be a medic today. I'm going to put on my medical kit later. And then seven days to die. Did, did, did you see the video where they were like, he needs a tourniquet? Oh Some dude in Portland got hit in the leg with like a rubber bullet. Like grazed. And he had, a, he, he had a superficial graze on his leg oh. that was bleeding. And they were like, we need to apply a tourniquet. And he's crying, but I don't want to lose my yeah, leg. Yeah, I saw that. And they're oh like, but, but we don't want you to bleed out. It's like, oh, dude, he got bleeding. an abrasion. It's an abrasion on his skin. He's bleeding. It's not a femoral leak. He's not spraying blood in everyone's face like Kill Bill. He's like, no, don't do it. Don't tourniquet me. Yeah, oh and they did it. They oh, put it. Did he lose his leg? No, I don't think so. Okay. He probably took it off right away because they're like, they're LARPing, dude. I know. Putting a tourniquet on somebody because of because of uh, non a plastic run. And you know what they're doing now? They're screaming baton rounds. Oh, these people are so dumb. Baton rounds are thick plastic bullets. They're huge. Well, I say huge relative to other other less lethals. These cops aren't using baton rounds. It fires a plastic baton at you. A small, like, chunk of plastic hits you. What they're firing are these expanding foam rounds. They're foam. They hit you. You bruise. That's about it. They, they, I, in, in SoCal, I think they use bean bags, because I've seen them. And it's like a, it's a little bag full of beans. And it hits you. But they can take your eye out or something, so they, they move to foam? So, uh, it, it, different reasons uh, they use them. But a bean bag, when it hits you, it instantly deforms because it's a bag full of beans. And it will spread out the force and it will hurt. And if they hit you in the abdomen with it, it can be it can seriously injure you because you can get like internal bleeding and stuff. But for the most part, they're going around screaming like the cops are like, <laughs> I remember when at Portland, they were like, the police are going to use live ammo on us. Dude. And then Ted Wheeler was like, I'm here to address rumors. People are concerned that live ammunition has been authorized for use on the protesters. And that was the end of the tweet. And then the next tweet was, I'm going to say that rumor is not true. So all anyone sees is the first tweet where he's like, there's a rumor that the police have been authorized for lethal, you know, live ammunition on protesters. Right. They, the I, tweets so should be connected somehow. Yeah, seriously. They are. But you, you don't see the thread. You'll see the one tweet and have to click see the thread. So a lot of people just saw him saying that, you know, oh, there's a rumor. Yeah. And just these people are so dumb. Let's see. Uh, we have a, a man named Mr. Hunt, first name Michael. We need to stop the lies and propaganda via the mainstream media, big tech censorship, and the demon rat puppet masters with the real power, or we will all pay an unimaginable price. 
Supa Malit says, I believe that Russia is less of a threat in this day and age. Also, Russia has paused the sending of their anti-air system S-400 to the CCP and began speaking to India about the threat in the Pacific from the CCP. Interesting. American Nacho says, huge fan. I watch every day. Question. Could you start adding the links you cite in the description of your videos? P.S. Say my name is uh, P.S. My name is also Tim and I, and, uh, and I podcast. Cool. Uh, so one of the main reasons why I don't put the links directly in is because as much as YouTube says it may not be the case, putting external links to other sites, uh, I saw a correlation between that and demonetization and I stopped doing it and it kind of helped. So it could just be mm-hmm. superstition. But what I decided to do was to include the URL bar in all of the display oh, so yeah. you can see it. The other, the, the main issue is like, if YouTube says we don't want this link appearing on YouTube, because uh, actually we have an example here with Ian, when Facebook censored minds, remember that? Yeah. If you were on Facebook and you tried sending minds.com to someone, you'd get a weird block saying like, you know, what, what, what would it do? It would block you. Saying, it was like a warning block. Yeah. And that was really weird. So there are certain links that potentially on their site, if you post it, they're going to knock you down. Yeah, there'll be blacklists. They'll have blacklists that they don't tell anyone what's on the blacklist. Mm-hmm. I think so, um, James Damore actually actually uh, whistle blew on Google's blacklist. That was part of his blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've seen it from Project Veritas too. So that's why I'm like, look, the, the, the links will appear at the top of every page. I use NewsGuard, and 99% of all sources I use are NewsGuard certified, um, unless there's a special exemption for I, some reason. I should say it wasn't, it wasn't James Damore. It was another guy through Project Veritas. Uh, yeah, other, yeah, yeah. I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, not, not Demore. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was very, very Hey, tough. Tim, by the way, you rock watching this show every day. Yeah, thanks, Love you, man. man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other Tim. Other Tim. Andre says, I like the show, except when you guys talk economics and campaign finance. You should have me on to explain and clear up misconceptions. To which misconceptions do you refer? Sejong the Great says, median household income as of February 2020 was 66K. Wow, that's better than Whoa. I thought. Good yeah, for Yeah, I was closer to being right. That's probably well, that's household Trump. income. So a lot of married yeah. couples. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Larry Yoshi says, thanks, Tim, for exposing the lies. Aloha. Appreciate it. All right. Let's see what we got here. I did read that one. Let's see. Chris Dumas says, out of curiosity, it was said that Hillary brought in double what she spent for her campaign. What happens to the rest? Uh, my general understanding is they can use it for other campaigns, but I don't know for sure. Perhaps we need that other guy who knows more about campaign finance. Indeed. Oh, it's all connected. John Thomas says, eliminate the reason for people to try to buy politicians, reduce size and scope of government, simplify the tax code, either a flat tax or fair tax. Government is never benevolent, at best benign and usually malevolent. Yeah, because people with power, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, doing an Internet campaign for that reason, because I think if someone can win a political office just by making YouTube videos and not having any money, not pumping money into it, that would be in- incentive to stop pumping money into candidates. I don't think you can get money out of politics, man. Maybe never I think out, it's, but diminish. I don't even know about that. I don't think so. You don't really need money. With with a $50 uh, webcam and an internet connection, if you're a smart guy and you're and, dedicated. And, and I'm super rich. I can hire you. But you didn't need to. Like, you you have the access. It's the access that in, in the time spent that you're... Sure, sure. That That is influential, but it doesn't change the fact that a rich person can just hire the influential person to say whatever they want. Yeah, but they're they're looking at you. You're the selling point. You, yeah. don't, you don't need to hire people to sell yourself. So if, you know, if I got offered a billion dollars, I'd be like, Biden's the best. Woo. I'm kidding. I would never do that. <laughs> There's no amount of money. Uh, but there's a lot of people who would. 
And I'm not going to name the specific individual, but there was a high profile YouTuber who endorsed Hillary Clinton. And it was like very out of place. So you're saying bribe people to speak highly of you. Bribe? It is kind of. Sponsorships. Yeah, right. Sponsorship. That's what I meant. Lobby. They show up and they say, here's what we want to do. We're going to give you a really big budget and we don't care what you make. We don't care how expensive it is. Your budget's going to be $3 million and make whatever you want, no matter the cost, because Hillary's great. You know what they do? They make a really quick video. They're like, yo, what up, everybody? You know, I think this politician's really, really cool. It's been great. Thanks. Have a good time. Go vote. And I'll see you next time. And then they put the money in their pocket. And they spend them. Yeah. So it's sponsorship. Yeah. But I do think one person with makes 12 hours of content a day is more powerful than than that because they're really listening to you when you're doing that. If you're interacting with people, you're, you're going to love this next super chat. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's see. Patriotic Gestalt, Gestalt says. Today's IRL feels like a D&D session. Oh, yes. With Tim's worldly experiences, he should DM slash GM a Mogadishu RPG actual play. We were just talking about that. A real life D&D with Social like justice. elves. Yeah, but like it's the SJW realm with well, so, BLM. So we're working on a game, a card game, Cancel Culture. Yeah. And the, the general idea of the game is that you're trying to get your opponent banned from the internet. And they have like characters. So there's like Peter Jordanson and, you know, Wet Brian's and really, really obvious satirical names for people. And you're trying to ban like, you know, Big Red and other big fat feminists and stuff. But uh, another thing we talked about is creating, yeah, you don't even need to make it, but creating essential, uh, essentially a, a cancel culture D&D style game. Yeah, the D&D rule set is open source, so we could literally make it and sell it. And I like D&D awesome. 3. Point, yeah, that'd be so fun. A political one. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's kind of like Shadowrun, but in modern day. Shadowrun's like a, a dystopian future uh, corporate government D&D game. Oh, it sounds like us. Yeah, but we do like more modern with the real stuff, I think. Strider says, hey, Tim, love your show. Not saying I hope that Cali, Oregon, and Washington try, try and secede, but I am in favor of draining the swamp. So, yeah, here just saying. Let's see. Myra Abenga says, Tim, please look up Cincinnatius from Rome. He was a farmer who took power during time of war and returned it to the public once it was over. Washington named the Society of Cincinnatius after him. And uh, this is also a reference I've brought up several times about the idea of swords to plowshares, which yeah. is a Magic the Gathering card. We have a big, mm-hmm. someone sent me a big mock-up version of it. That's how uh, we That's really bonded right? one of the early it days. It is in the Bible. Yeah. And Cincinnati is actually named after Fraternal Veterans Organization founded in 1783 by former Revolutionary War officers. And oh. named for Luke, Lucius Quincinius Cincinnatus. Oh, so it's fifth not. 5th century BCE Roman uh, hero. So it's like a derivative of that. Yeah, it was really interesting. I had to look that up when somebody mentioned it. J-Rap says, look up Green Beam Dazzler. It's a laser weapon that uses radiation waves through a laser that looks like a lightsaber. It makes mm-hmm. one immediately ill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, a website for a, a guy who makes energy weapons. And there's supposedly a light device. That when you hold it in front of somebody and you pull the trigger, it makes them vomit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whoa. I've never seen it in action, and it could just oh, be... I want to make one. Yeah, so it's... Uh, it, i got to get that registered. It, 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 it doesn't... Like, it, I think they're exaggerating to make you vomit. It nauseates you, and some people would vomit. There's also something called the Dazzler, which is used around the country, around the world. It's a, it's a high-powered laser, and they hold it in front of your eyes, and they click it. And then it's kind of like if you looked at the sun. You know when you look at light too long, you get spots? Yeah. You click it and then boom, you're blind. And then like it takes a while for the light to, for like the, your vision to come back. Truly dazzled. I think the yeah. Jedi, maybe the future police could be more like Jedi where they have like a light baton and they use like persuasion or like some sort of mind powers to to calm you down. Or vomiting. I I I, I, I got I, I got I got to read this one. I don't know if this is true. I'm going to read it anyway. 
Oracle Techno says the Despacito song that Biden played, part of translated lyrics, quote, slowly, I want to breathe your neck slowly. Let me tell you things in your ear. No way. I gotta look it up. Oh yeah, my no gosh. way. Thank you. I gotta look he it up. He did it on purpose. Oh my gosh, that's he gross. Have. He did it on purpose. What a funky old guy. Is he trying to lose? <laughs> I think from the beginning, we all kind of, that was like a conspiracy. I'm deal ready to around. read I, I, I have a, uh, I'm, I'm a bit angry right oh, now, guys. Why is that? Tim? Because that? people have not smashed that like oh button. Oh my gosh, you're right. What the heck, I'm guys? I'm not really angry. I'm actually rather tepid. Use yeah. your thumb and, and devastate that oh. button. Give a little, give a little tap to that like button. Thank you all so much for the super chats. It really does help. We do the show Monday through Friday live at 8 p.m. And uh, we're getting we're getting close to uh, Betty Bye. So make sure you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at TimCast. And you can check out my other YouTube channels where I put up content literally every single hour from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Tim Pool has comment live has content live on YouTube. It's crazy. I, I can't even figure. I, I, it's nuts. How do I do it? I don't know. But uh, YouTube.com slash TimCast, YouTube.com slash TimCast News, and TimCast IRL, which you're on. Subscribe, notification button, like button. And of course, you can follow at Ian Crawford. You sure can. Uh, we'll bo- and, and Liddy also has something to say that's awesome. But So I should talk my, my thing first. Yeah, do it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and uh, YouTube. I have a channel and Twitch because tonight I'm going to be streaming with Adam Krigler. We're doing Seven Days to Die. Twitch.tv slash Ian Crossland and dash Ian uh, Adam Krigler. I believe he's going right now. Oh, oh. Cool. I'm going to find out going. soon. Lydia, were you going to say something? Oh, I was going to say whoever said that about the lyrics to Despacito is correct. That is creepy as all get out. Oh, wow. I want to yeah. breathe in your neck slowly. Let me murmur things in your ear. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Biden. I'm so creeped out. And on that note. <laughs> you can follow at Sour Patch Lids. Yes. Sour Patch L-Y-D-S on Twitter and Parlor. Thank you all so much for hanging out, everybody. We'll be back. Uh, what's tomorrow? Thursday? Mm-hmm. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, for another live show at 8 p.m. And of course, like I said, I have content up literally every hour. So I, you, you name it. At 10 o'clock, video goes live. 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Boom. And uh, we'll see you all tomorrow.